Hi, this is Larry Hama, and you're listening to Star Joe's Podcast. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, episode 125, Star Joe's and their amazing super friends. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Robert. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, the long-awaited episode 125 and the title that goes along with it, created by one of our own listeners, um, which Chuck is not here right now, so Robert and I took it upon ourselves to choose the winner. And that winner is Kevin Longman, who came up with that title. So, well, <clears throat> Kevin, I will be reaching out to you to, to let you know, uh, uh, to get your address information so we can send you your, your prize. I have a bunch of comics to send your way, so I hope, hope that's something you'll enjoy. And, uh, and, but we right, still... You can, uh, send me his uh, address, too, and I'll send him uh, my new art books. I, got, I have three okay. new convention art books that I, awesome. that I put out, so... Oh, he'll love that. So, um, we also for the the runners up, we had six entries total. So, the, for the five other entries out there, uh, we had. Um, oh, breaking news! Uh, Chuck said that he thought that we were recording at uh, ten thirty. <laughs> because we always do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am just letting him know. Yes, because we always record <laughs> exactly at ten. 30 uh, Keith because uh, for those of you who don't know DC Noise uh, Keith Knudsen always says that uh, that he thinks that they're recording at a later time so so Chuck is, Chuck is our Keith and therefore he <laughs> yeah. thought that we're recording at 10.30 so um, I'm mixing up the remaining entries the other five entries that were out there and I'm not even looking drawing one name out and it just happens to be Jason Adams. Nice. <laughs> so, Jason, I will also be contacting you to 
uh, send some comics your way that you can in- hopefully enjoy. That's so. good. I'm glad I got runner up because I did like his, but I think it was just I didn't know if I wanted to put that in the title right. as far as like sharing the link and everything. <laughs> so his title was "Say Star Bitches." <laughs> so which oh. which I was like, of course it's him. I knew exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um chuck to compensate for not being here right on time he's he likes to point the finger finger then at me and says you canceled last time not me no show so yeah so because he made a mistake it's not my fault um, and, and i think honestly uh, as far as the canceling tallies go me and chuck far outweigh <laughs> how many times ryan's had to cancel let me tell you yeah i think i've canceled twice i know i think i think ryan has a few in the pocket he can use yeah. Want, so, yeah. but we do have listeners waiting in the wings. So let's do it. Might as well go ahead and bring them on. Uh, first, we're going to try to bring Jonathan, and I say try because again, yeah, <laughs> it's podcasting, it's Skype. Who knows? Right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and see if we can add him in here. Are we? Are we just talking about general topics or just general topics? They might come with topics for us. All right. So. Okay. Do we have questions going on Facebook or anything? No, no questions. It's all just kind of off the cuff. So, all right, maybe I might and, post on Facebook real quick and see if anybody. Okay. Also throw a few questions our way. I have a few things I've been watching or doing that I just kind of want to talk and get your whoever's okay. with us and get your opinion on just a few things. But yeah, that's cool. Hello. 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 How's it going? Oh, not horrible. <laughs> You're horrible. <laughs> not, he said not. He said not horrible. Oh, not horrible. <laughs> I'm here and I've been waiting forever I was like maybe we could could turn that around for you (laughs) I've actually been reading America's Army for no particular reason hey very cool there you go so it was was my drill weekend this weekend so I was running around playing Army Man all weekend and so it just seemed like I might as well continue the trend why not (laughs) absolutely absolutely well you're in luck because you are our first guest on the show and speaking of guests, uh, I'm going to bring Chuck on because he just said he's ready. <laughs> I'm go ahead and call him up. He goes waiting for your call. <laughs> Introduce yourself to the, the listeners there. Okay. Um, I'm John. I'm the guy that apparently likes to kill off GIOs and everything that right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just in your fan fiction, you like to kill. Well, right, off. yeah, and it, and in truth, it's not that I'm constantly killing off people. I write different drafts, and different people tend to die in different drafts. Ah. so I, I write until it feels good and it works, and then I move on from there. So I've resurrected and killed basically every Joe at least twice. <laughs> that that makes a lot more sense. So I may have been hearing about different drafts you've been doing, and in, in probably because I'm on like draft. 812 point B or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's a very strange numbering system. <laughs> it's like Star Dates. You never really know what they actually mean. Yeah, exactly. It sounds about as organized as I am, which isn't saying much. <laughs> yeah, um, organization and Robert do not coincide with each other. <laughs> not often, yeah. Cool. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, so the America's Army, um, how are you liking it? What, are you just reading the regular series? Um, so far, I've only gotten uh, – I'm up to issue nine, I think, on the regular series. Um, and I really – I started it mostly because I was looking for something similar to Joe but not quite so out there. 
I didn't I didn't really like when they started back at the new number one and basically everything since the new number one I haven't really been a fan of special missions and all that crap. So and having been I this year will make fourteen years in the military for me. Um, yeah. It's nice to see something that it's. It's realistic, but it's still entertaining, and it's not Rambo. So it's not one guy right. doing everything, and it's not a bunch of idiot Americans running around getting blown up. It's it's realistic. It's modern. It's well drawn. It looks good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the guy the guy who's writing it, Zachary Sherman. I um, I met Zach like oh gosh, it was like seven or eight years ago at San Diego, right when I was starting GI Joe, and that wasn't that long ago. Wait, when was I starting GI Joe? 2008. Holy like, crap, that was eight years ago. 1984. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I started drawing when I was five years old. Right. No, the, um, <clears throat> no it, so I met him out at San Diego right before the first issue came out that summer before. And um, I guess he was going to get some work, you know, try, writing for Joe, but it was never able to fit in to the schedule. And so we had met. We didn't really keep in touch too long but or, or very much in between. But he got in touch with me this last spring and wanted to work together on it. And uh, so I went back and read him, and I really enjoyed it. And talking to him, he, what he does is, uh, I mean, he works directly for the U.S. Army. And um, he has, like, colonels as his boss, all this kind of stuff. So he gets uh, actual mission reports and events. And then, like a historical fiction, he takes those events and then just fits them into this one unit or these group of characters and lets them be the face of... You know things that have happened. So a lot of a lot of this is uh, uh, stuff that has actually happened. It's usually combined. You know, two or three missions combined, or two or three events. You know, that would have happened to two or three people. He makes all happen to the same person. You know, that kind of thing. That's awesome. Just right. for just for the sake of drama. But but this stuff ha- That's why it feels real. Is because this stuff has happened. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I've been on uh, several missions where things fairly similar have gone off. And uh, yeah. I love me personally. I've written a lot of the the sit reps for situation reports for um, yeah. for fake missions. So I love the name <laughs> most mostly because like when in the in the military when you're participating in a war game, you never actually name the countries. They're always really vague references to actual countries, but you name them. Like uh, when I was in the navy, it would be you know you need to stop. Country red from crossing a small channel and invading small country green, you know, right. like <laughs> let me think about that one for two seconds. Or the, the the rogue dictator in North Brownland has nuclear missiles that people are worried about. Like, let me think about that one for a second. Like, exactly. You know, it's. I know. Uh, well, welcome to the party, Chuck. If you can hear us. Hey, thanks, guys. <laughs> did do we, did we wake you or? <laughs> no, no, I'm up. <laughs> Um, so John, John's on the line with us. Jonathan's on the line with us. I don't know if you like Jonathan, John. I don't know what you prefer. So, um, I've answered to a hell of a lot worse. So <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, well, first off, I do want to say because we didn't have a chance to say it, uh, and I know maybe to you it's not a big deal, but it's a big deal to us. Is which is thank you for your service because that's that's a long time. Oh, I. Um, it is a long time, and honestly, I the I tell people that I appreciate it because people do come up to me all the time, especially when I'm in uniform or whatever. Yeah. And what I tell people is, I joined before 9/11. There was a little bit of patriotism, but honestly, I didn't have a girlfriend in high school. The recruiter said, "Hey, you get girls in uniform." I said, "Sign me up right now. I'll be there." We go. That sounds like a very smart recruiter. <laughs> it was well, you know, it was great, and then He's brilliant. I, he got me with. You know, 
Yeah, I was a nerd, and he said, well, the job that I want you to do in the Navy is just like playing a video game. So he got me there, too, you know, <laughs> just like that. And it obviously was nothing like it, And but, you know, I've stuck it out for as long as I have. Um, but I, I'm in the Army now. I'm in the Army Reserves. Um, and so I'll finish out my time, and I'll retire at 38 and have done 20 years. So. Nice. Wow, well, well, I will say doing even one month is one month longer than I've done, so... Uh, one hour is one hour longer than I've done. So I, I do appreciate your service. And, and I am one of those people that if I see a military guy in, in the airport or something like that, I'll, I'll go up to him and shake their hand or something like that. If, if I, you know, am so inclined at that time, but, um, cause I, uh, I mean, you guys put your life on the line. I've, I've had guys I've worked with. They're like, Oh, well, yeah, I never saw combat. I'm like, yeah, but you took the chance that you might see combat. <laughs> so, yeah. And you know, it seems all it seemed all quiet. We're like, yay, we're leaving Iraq. Yay, we're leaving Afghanistan. No, Russia's got to come into it. Like, really, you guys couldn't pop this off like twenty years ago. You got to come around and do this now. Thanks. So, so uh, Jonathan, I did say that we were going to keep you on a bit longer than than some of our list, other listeners, simply because for those of you guys who don't know, behind the scenes, we tried to have you on for some of our for one of our other episodes, or actually one or two of our other episodes, and the connection just didn't work. Um, I had crappy internet. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to bring another listener on with us, but I want you to stay on the line with us. So um, okay, sure. All right, cool. I'm going to bring uh, actually our, our winner on, which was uh, Kevin Longman. Uh, so let me go ahead and see if I can add him on here. And uh, while has, has everybody seen the um, the the update from JJ Abrams on the the Force for Change with the X-wing? Yes. The video. Yes. I actually just hello, saw that, yeah. Kevin. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? I'm good. So just to let you know, good, good. How are you? Hello. Just to let you know who's you me okay? with you, uh, we have obviously Robert and Chuck and myself, and then uh, Jonathan, which who our first guest is on. And Kevin, you don't know this, but you were actually the winner of our name the episode contest. So Star Joes and their amazing friends, super friends, <laughs> super friends. That's what it was. It was a while ago, and I've already drank, killed that brain cell with alcohol. So. Very nice. So, uh, Kevin, now that you're joining us, uh, give a brief introduction to the listeners out there as far as who you are, your background, all that fun stuff. Oh, my name's Kevin. I'm up here in the, the great white north of Alberta, Canada. Uh, been kind of a – I've been a G.I. Joe fan all my life. Grew up with a three-and-three-quarter-inch. Still got my G.I. Joe headquarters sitting here about ten feet away from me. and Everything was actually in storage for, oh, God, I'm going to say almost 20 years. Wow. And then actually – hearing about you guys and General Joe's and what's on Joe Mine and all that stuff. It's like, there's a community of people out there that like this stuff <laughs> as much as I do, but I just never was out about it. Yeah. So I actually got more and more, eh, what the hell, Start more and more stuff out, started buying some stuff that I'm pretty sure the people are looking at me, oh, what the hell is he buying toys for? <laughs> so, I, so I'd always go in with my kids to make a look I'm buying it for them. <laughs> but, uh, and then the Entertainment Expo's up here, well, Comic Con's down there. Yeah. <laughs> Started going to the more and more expos, and the wife started coming with me. And I was like, "Hey, she's into this too." So it makes it a lot easier when your significant other doesn't mind what you're starting to get into and doing. So it's just kind of snowball from there, and getting to know you guys are on the, the Facebook and on the forums, and whatnot. And here I am. And Jonathan, we didn't get to really—I know you mentioned being in the military and everything else, but we didn't get to really hear like your background when it comes to some of these properties. Uh, I mean, obviously do the condensed version, but if you want to throw it out there, like what's your background with a lot of the stuff that we cover? Um, sure. I was, I grew up in the eighties. Um, so I watched all this stuff on cartoons and then, um, 
I didn't really collect any of the toys. For me, it was more. I had a couple of the comics. Like my my parents didn't really believe in violence, so the first GI Joe figure I ever got was Sneak Peek, and then of course the first comic I got was Marvel issue 113 where they killed Sneak Peek. So that was really great for a ten year old to get. Um, obviously, he's come back now in, in in the new stuff. But yeah, talk about irony. Um, that's basically it. I I. I really left the whole G.I. Joe thing in the early 90s. I thought, you know, girls and computer games and other stuff was kind of cool. More important than G.I. Joe or He-Man or Transformers or any of the stuff that I'd really liked as a kid. I had at one point, and I'm so angry with myself, I had every Masters of the Universe figure that was out. I had uh, Snake Mountain. Uh, I had Castle Grayskull. I had it all. And and it's all gone. I got rid of it at a yard sale once because I was tired of it, and I wanted to buy, like, an iPod or something stupid. Um and so that's basically it. And then I kind of I figured I started podcasting with another group of friends for um, Song of Ice and Fire for Game of Thrones when that started coming out as a as a TV series. And that led me to looking into more podcasts. And that's how I found you guys. Just stuff that I liked as a kid. That now that I'm the age where I'm having kids, and though all the marketing is coming towards us, so that we buy the stuff you know for our kids, and it works horribly well. And <laughs> there you go. Very nice. Um, and because this is episode 125, this might be the first time anyone's hearing this us as a podcast. Um, and I know that Chuck's kind of just sat back and listened there for a little bit. Chuck, do you want to give like a brief synopsis of like your background, just as far as what started you with some of these properties? Yeah, basically, you know, grew up with it. That's pretty much it. It's all nostalgia, you know, for me anyway. Growing up, big G.I. Joe guy. First comic book was G.I. Joe. I uh, collected the action figures, the toys, you know, coloring books, puzzles, kind of had it all. Um, that's it. Just, you know, just growing up with it. And, you know, like you said, you know, you, you grow away from it after a while. You, you get into girls and things like that into cars. And eventually you just kind of come back to it. And like, oh, I had that as a kid. I had that as a kid. And like, uh, you know, maybe I try to get some of these things again and just try to collect them. And, oh, I, I like Star Wars growing up, you know. So now I got a shit ton of Star Wars figures. So it's kind of the same story for everybody almost. Right. And then, Robert, how about you? Uh, for me, <clears throat> um, I, I definitely grew up in the 80s, but I was I was born in 79, so I was pretty young when a lot of this stuff first started coming out. But it was because I had so many older brothers and sisters that were into it, and so I got introduced to all these properties through the cartoons first. Um, and I didn't have a lot of toys, but I had a few toys from each property, so I was always kind of looking to make friends with kids who did have all the toys. So, uh, you know, I didn't have many Joe figures. I had a few, but I had more He-Man and Ninja Turtle figures. And then, so I'd go over to my friend's house who had a ton of Joe figures and just play with his. And then I had another friend who had all the Transformers guys that went over there. So I would just like make the rounds on a Saturday <laughs> after the cartoons and get to play with everybody else's stuff. Um, so it was, it wasn't until, uh, so it was for me, it was cartoons first, then figures. And it wasn't until I got in comics, like in junior high, uh, from, my cousins were reading comics and got me into it. So that I even found out there even was a G.I. Joe comic. And by then, you know, they'd been going on for 10 years. Yeah. And, uh. So that's when I was like, G.I. Joe's can die? I was like, what? <laughs> and so that was like a whole new world. Like, that blew my mind because I was like, they couldn't even hit each other in the cartoons, let alone, you know, kill each other. So, um, and then as far as, and that was, I mean, but I think that's what got me interested in comics and, and stuff. And certainly as a professional, getting a chance to work on any of these properties has just been a dream because it was those 80s cartoons that were just such great, um, just exciting characters. And everything was, was really pretty well developed, uh, at least as a kid watching it, like, there wasn't anything else like it. So that's what just got me excited in just inter- the entertainment industry as a, as a whole and something I wanted to do creatively, like professionally. And I owe it all to those 80s cartoons. So that's like uh, now that I get a chance to work on them and that kind of stuff. Uh, and doing podcasts has been a great way for me to kind of get to know 
um, just the community and keep up with all this stuff. And um, I think initially it was just I was doing podcasts because I was coming on and doing interviews, but I just really enjoyed the chance to talk to people like where I'm where I'm living. There aren't a lot of guys that I talk to or get to hang out with as far as who have similar interests. So this is a chance for me to keep in touch and make friends and and hang out and talk about all the stuff I love. And uh, it's just as easy as a Skype call. So, yeah. And it looks like we may have lost uh, Jonathan, but we'll see if we can get him back. What Joe yeah, series Joe. could the club make for the next Joe Con set that would get you the most excited? So maybe hmm. a figure or a series of figures that they could put together that would get you the most excited for a Joe Con set. Cobra Law. No, just kidding. I know a lot of people <laughs> want to see it, honestly, though. Not me, but a lot of people would like to see it. Did they have Slaughter's Marauders a while back? They already did that one, right? Yeah, they already did that. And they did October Guard. That was one I was excited about, so that was cool they did that one. Yeah. If I had the money, that's the one I would have gotten myself, too, if I could ever get down to one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not cheap here. at all. No, they're not that's cheap on the day, either, but, yeah. like, it's yeah. crazy how they, you can flip them. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know. They've pretty much done a lot of them already, as far as groups, I should say. Have they done, like, a, a Ninja Force set? No. That's what I was thinking, too, and I would stay away from that regardless. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't know if anybody wants it. I was just curious if they've done one yet. <laughs> they, could do, uh, they could do the Ninja Force from the yeah from the late comic series. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah. They had their I own just, figures like, out before, yeah. too. Right. I just finished reading that whole series again, and I'm just like, okay, this is painful. I couldn't take it anymore. Scar- oh, Scarlet in that green outfit. Oh, my God. It's horrible. Oh, God, it's horrible. Green outfit and yellow leggings. Oh, she looked like on. Maxima from uh, Superman and stuff like that. One of Superman. Yeah, they yeah. tried to kind of an eco force thing this year. That would be cool. As far as uh, the vehicle. Well, that's what they tried this- a little bit this year. The Night Force the last year. Well, I'd like to see Space- maybe a, like a – oh, space. That would be kind of cool. Space, space brigades, they try to get the defiant back Star out there. Brigade, yeah, Star Brigade. Yeah, Star Brigade. Uh, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. I was gonna say maybe they could do like uh, th- just themed with um, like specialities. You know, like all the Arctic Joes and do an Arctic set and have like you know the three or four Arctic Joes and then three or four um, jungle Joes with their condo and. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like they could do like oh, an Arctic set and then. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, just based okay. on. Like I like you could do a yeah C team with like torpedo and deep six and cutter and wetsuit you know wetsuit and then and then throw in and then throw in like the cobra equivalent you know of just like a an eel and then one or two you know uh, either main line main characters but with like scuba gear I think yeah scuba yeah. gear yeah and that'd be cool I'd rather see them take more of a modern realistic edge to things like you're gonna be doing you're doing America's Army now right Robert. Yeah, I'm going to do a mini series. The the main series is going to keep going, and I'm doing a three issue mini series that'll coincide with it. But yeah, I'm, that's what I'm working on right now. Um, I'm picking that up. I've been I picked up the occasional issue for America's Army, and that's kind of what I want Joe to be, but make it a little more campy with the individuals and the code names and whatnot. That's how my Joe in my head is is a little more hardcore and realistic. And that's what I would like to see personally. I think I think Ryan posted this recently, but. For me, it's, it's uh, GI Joe Resolute is exactly what GI Joe exactly. needs to be. I think in the comic, yeah. and, and they need to do more animated movies. It just that's exactly it. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent or not. You mean straight to DVD video releases, more of those? That'd be fine with like, me. I like mean, I would, I'd rather. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because then they're not having to worry about appealing to the younger demographic, 
and it, they can just put those out like they are the DC animated things. Um, yeah. And they could still be big releases, but then I think IDW should do a, a G.I. Joe Resolute book. And, and do it like awesome. special yeah. missions. Kids aren't as People innocent dying. as they were back in, the, back in the 80s. They're a little more realistic, too. They watch the new G.I. Joe cartoon, or the old one's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're not trying. they're not trying to appeal to five, six, and seven-year-olds anymore. I think no. if even um, yeah. anywhere between 10 and 15 is perfect for the G.I. Joe Resolute. Yeah. Not, yeah. Well, even the community, they Destro. Yeah, they killed Destro in community. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I haven't seen it up here yet. <laughs> Oh, it sorry. happens in the first five seconds. You'll be okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there's so much more that it just gets better from that point on. So good. I um, I still have it on my DVR. Yeah. <laughs> what they do? Magnetize his head, and he just got clubbered by clubbered by everything. Magnetized. Well, we want to spoil that for you. He, he ejected from a rattler, and they shot him down in his parachute as he's floating away. They just shot him down. Okay. And, and Chuck <laughs> just spoiled it, even though I said we weren't going to spoil it for you. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter. You have know how the whole thing goes. I'll probably still sit there with a stupid grin on my face watching the whole thing anyway. So, and it's yeah, it does. You can watch it over and over and over. It's so good. Yeah. It's probably on YouTube somewhere if you want to yeah. watch it. I, I have looked for it. I couldn't find it yet. Yeah. We're actually talking about Resolute. I have never camped YouTube so hard waiting for those Resolute episodes to come on on YouTube in my life. Oh my god, I heard that that was awesome. Yeah. I would one thing I was going to throw out there as far as the sets, and I know they can never get away with doing this, but I think it would be awesome if it was done. Is I would love it if they were able to expand on the mask figures that were done because they did the track uh, Matt Tracker already. It'd be so cool. I think if they could do oh, a bunch yeah. of mask oh, characters, man. they would never be allowed to. I, I, but. I would yeah, I don't know if it'd sell really well as a GI Joe convention set because there's no other Joes in it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just an idea. Yeah. Um, well, Kevin, hate to cut and run, but we do have a few other people uh, to bring on uh, tonight. Uh, but I definitely want to thank you for coming on. Uh, again, you you oh, did win, it. so I'll be in contact with you to, to get your prizes out to you. Oh, wait. And then, so, Kevin, you're going to be at Baltimore then, right? No, I'm not. I'm not I was actually, uh, I've been talking yeah. to Ryan about maybe getting my poster down there to get it signed. And, but then, on the twist side of that, one of the guys who I think inked one of the most uh, issues of uh, A Real American Hero is going to be up here in Edmonton at the end of September. So it's like, okay, do I send oh. it down there and hope I get it back in time, or what's going to happen type yeah. thing? So I'm really on the fence, even though I really, really want to get Herb Trimp and uh, Vosberg on yeah. this. I have a couple, yeah, I have a couple people I'm going to reach out to for you. I just hadn't had the chance to reach out to them, but I know they're very good guys. I've known them a while from doing the podcast and everything else and meeting them at Baltimore. I totally trust them. So um, I'll reach out to them and see if they'd be willing to do that. I think they would be, So, and then I'll let you know for sure. Huh. Yeah, that'd awesome. be awesome, guys. I really awesome. appreciate that. Did that. Very cool. So, hey, if you guys, if you guys ever want to see me on Skype here, if you guys want to just chat away, whatever, hey, just hey. knock me. Knock I have the a door. feeling this will not be the last time that uh, that we'll be in contact with you. So, I kind of figured I'd be talking more about my posters. I forgot all about <laughs> this. I just felt it just felt like we we're sitting down to talk, not even going on this thing. <laughs> not a problem. Well, again, appreciate you. But no, I'm glad to talk yeah, to you. No, guys. I appreciate uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, obviously, we wish we had even more time, but uh, it was pretty much open to anyone. I know we have at least two more people waiting in the wings. So, uh, pleasure talking with you, and uh, we'll see you on the. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Hey, all right, you guys, take care. Nice talking to you guys. Bye, take Kevin. it easy, Kevin. All right. Bye. Yep. Bye. All right. So 
next person I'm going to try to bring on is our good buddy Sam. So let's see if we can get him on the line here. Yeah, you can ask your He-Man question to Sam. He's a big He-Man guy. What's up? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, guys? Doing all right. I'm what's up, buddy? Good. How are you? Oh, just, good, watching, good. just watching some Raw. Nice. Who's winning? Uh, that's commercial right now. Well, good timing, then. <laughs> Keep us posted. So Robert put a call out there for, uh, well, first, Sam, introduce yourself to the listeners who have no idea who the heck you are. <laughs> All right. Well, my name's Sam, and I'm a straight-edge He-Man on some of the forums out there. And a uh, very short background as far as, like, what got you into some of the properties that we talk about. Well, I, I'm property of the 80s, grew up 80s kid, big uh, He-Man fan, and... Uh, G.I. Joe, all, all that stuff. Awesome. And speaking of He-Man, Robert, you said you had a He-Man question from Facebook. Okay, yeah, this is actually from Travis Fowler. He's a good friend of the show. We hung out with him last year at Baltimore. Um, he said, if you guys could turn back time, um, would you have another season of uh, Masters of the Universe with He-Man or keep it as it was with She-Ra starting? Ooh. So, like... Uh, instead of it just He-Man basically stopping at that point and transitioning over to a She-Ra cartoon, would you not do She-Ra at all and instead do another season of He-Man? Wow. Which, I'd, I mean, I'd like them to finish the He-Man they started with 2002, just finish the <laughs> Snake Man, and then you could transition that into She-Ra because it was working perfectly. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, well, let's, do, let's talk about the 80s one first, and then we can talk about that one because I do want to talk about that too. But for me in the 80s, I think the... I mean, I, I definitely like the Shira show, and I've watched that with my kids. I think they, in fact, liked that series a little bit better. I mean, than than I, I liked Team Man better growing up. But um, I think the they could have done the sword. You know, what is it? Secret yeah. of the sword, or yeah, that, See, yeah, the, that's, the, that's it. The crossover one, um, which introduces Shira and everything like that. And I think that's cool. And I think that they could have just kept her as a side character or a few of her friends as side characters that could just come across in portals, which they typically did in the Shira cartoon. They'd, they'd bring He-Man in, you know, at least once or twice a season. Uh, and I think I would have rather have seen him, you know, do more in the He-Man universe and then just bring Shira characters over or bring Hordak in, you know, yeah. just as a new kind of like they did with the newer version that, that Chuck was talking yeah. about as opposed to just starting up and doing Shira totally. Because that's when I kind of stopped watching as a kid. I, I wasn't into Shira as much. That was yeah. a girly show. And and that's kind of what happened <laughs> for me, too. I was like, well, this kind of a girly show. I'm not going to watch it. Um, and, and I kind of feel the same way, Robert. I feel like maybe, you know, once we got into a, a few seasons of, of He-Man the Master of the Universe, I, I don't want to lose the character of Shira, and I certainly don't want to lose the character of Hordak and stuff like that. But I think it would have been cool to use them as new characters being introduced to the He-Man and Masters of the Universe, I think then it would have been viewed as less of yeah. a girly thing. It would have just been another cool female character that was introduced to the mythos. So, Yeah, like it could have jump-started that main right. cast that we had with uh, Masters of the Universe on Eternia and all that kind of stuff to, to breathe new life into the show, keep all your boy demographic, yeah. but you know possibly bring in a few of the girls yeah. through that... that um, that crossover secret of the sword movie, you know, just to introduce a new character that could appeal to girls. And then hopefully they would start watching yeah. a He-Man show, but I don't know. That's what I think. So Chuck, you're saying with the newer show, I agree. Yeah. The way awesome they, they, the way they canceled it. it. 
Yeah, the way they canceled it, it was uh, right as the rise of King Hiss was starting, and um, that could have transitioned really easily into, you know, Shira because they were going back and you you saw Hordak and some of the Horde there. It, it was it was transitioning that way, and that's the way the writers were going. It just unfortunately never finished. Yeah, yeah, they definitely wanted to go into the Hordak route and Shira route, all them writers and stuff. Yeah. And it's a shame we didn't. It's a shame we didn't get that yeah. far. Yeah, it wasn't Dean Stefan was writing that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the head writer, head head editor. Yeah. See, I wasn't watching it when it was coming out, and I wish I I had yeah. known about it or had watched it then. But yeah, I didn't get introduced to it till Chuck really told me about it. I didn't. I wasn't really collecting action figures when it came out, um, so I didn't even know about the figures being in the stores to know that there was a cartoon. And then yeah. when Chuck and I started talking. Came on the early two thousands, like two thousand two yeah. or something like that. And I had a my son was around that age when I was buying the toys for him because I had He Man toys as a kid and I'm like, Oh man, they have T Man toys again, so I was buying him some of the He Man toys and he was liking it and we were watching together on the cartoon channel, the cartoon network. But then the time started changing and it was getting harder to find and I don't know, they kinda just kinda screwed it up. But it it's really good. I, I do have the seasons on D V D. I I do enjoy it. It's one of my favorite yeah, cartoons I, of all time. I'll I'll say the same thing. It is one of my favorites of all time. Uh but again, I didn't get introduced to it till Chuck and I met each other and he was and we were talking about the old properties and I said, Oh yeah, I like I liked T Man as a kid and everything else and he goes, Oh, well did you know about the one that came out in two thousand? I was like, What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and he started telling me about it, and I was like, well, this sounds cool, because it sounded like the He-Man I would have wanted now, whereas, you know, as a kid, it, let's face it, you look back at those old Filmation ones, there's a lot of campy, funny, goofy stuff in it. Now, don't get me wrong, I love that stuff, because it's very nostalgic for me, but the Mike Young production's obviously a, a, quite a bit more gritty, quite a bit more serious, and a lot more continuity-driven, so... I really yeah, yeah. gravitated towards that, especially being an adult now and saying, well, this is really cool. And then I eventually went out and got the DVDs after seeing like a couple episodes. Um, Cause Chuck, I think you let me borrow like the first DVD or something like that. And I watched those and I was like, well, I want to get more of these. So, so yeah. This- yeah. <clears throat> well, and it's like most series, but that, that one in particular, the first six episodes or so are pretty good. But there's a lot of sword spinning and kind of like <laughs> over the top type stuff and it but then it That's gets okay. really like serious <laughs> and it gets really good uh you know it, it adds on to that you know like the character development kind of catches up with how cool the show looked and yeah because yeah, so, I, I remember watching the first couple episodes and being like well this is neat but and it's a cool it's a new take but i was really thrown off by he-man's voice for one initially and then, then it grew oh, out yeah, by the end yeah. of the Caesar series i liked it because at the end of it, you got each episode it was basically introducing yeah. a new character and and Sam, I, yeah. I know that you're a huge He-Man fan. What like what about He-Man like still makes you gravitate towards it to this day versus maybe some of the other properties that are out there? Loincloth. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I love, love the love the tight shorts. But uh, me too. There was when I was a kid. There was something just really magical about it and mythical about it that. And there was a lot of stuff I didn't even know because I was only born in 81 and the series came out in like 83. Yeah. Toys are out in like 82. So so it was just, it's just something I got back into. But I don't, I just love sword and sorcery. I've always liked like that type of stuff too. Awesome. And fantasy and stuff. Yeah. 
I know for me, and I think but, it was, but back, I think it was the same for Chuck. Was it was not only the sword and sorcery, but it was also like you had the technology mixed in with it, which was kind of cool. Back to that uh, uh, Travis's question, though. Uh, that yeah, the filmation he man, like I've been watching some of it, and there's not there's a lot of episodes where it's like filler, and there's like no evil warriors doing anything at all, at all of consequence. So like I don't the Shira coming in is probably was probably a, a, a new new fresh take on it and added more to it. But I do like that idea of like of Hordak and Shira going to attorney and stuff like that. But He Man was in like at least a third of the Shira stuff. I didn't watch much of the Shira stuff, but I, I do know that. Um, so we the another listener that w- uh, was going to look to potentially join us. He had to. He actually has an early wake-up call, and he said he really just wanted to ask us a question. So I think it's a question that we can all uh, answer here. And it was uh, Greg Osborne asked a question. He said, are there any 80s properties that haven't been licensed out as toys or comics that you'd want to see as comics or toys? Uh, Right off the bat, I'd say Mask. Um, Mask, yeah. I'd I'd like to see regular Thundercats. Uh, I know that they tried (laughs) to have a go of it a couple of years Mm -hmm. ago, but I'd like to see a regular... Thundercats comic based on the 80s, like Wildstorm was doing yeah, for a while. That was awesome. They just produced awesome comics. They were so good. Yeah. I think I just wish they'd keep it up. Um, and then possibly, uh, I don't know. There's a few that I would like to see done well. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few that are being made. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to see them done well, like Voltron or something yeah. like that. We won't. We won't talk about the ones that aren't being done well right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, how about you, Chuck? Well, I was, and then, my, and then the other, my so first is uh, Thundercats, based on the original series, and I'd say Mask. Those are my okay. two. How about you, Chuck? Yeah, I, I naturally, I naturally thought of Mask too. Like Robert said, that would be the one because it seems like of the bigger franchises that are out there, you're not going to get the big four like, right. uh, you know, Star Wars, Masters Universe, GI Joe, and Transformers. Those are the big four, so you're going to have the lesser or the next four, so to say. Yeah. And I think Mask might fall into that next four category. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I would I would like to see that get its you know proper due. Gotcha. How about Sam? Anyone's pop in your mind? Well, I'd love to see Mattel get Thundercats and just add it to like the classics stuff. That would be great. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah. It would just fit right in. Use the same buck. Uh, Mask would be great for toys. I mean that you got tra- you got transforming cars and military guys that would fit right in, especially yeah. if it was like GI Joe scale. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, one toy line that I had as a kid and I'd love to see some type of modernization of it would be uh, Jason and Weird Wheeled Warriors. Yeah. I'd love to see toys of that again. That was I would really buy cool. those. Chuck, you buy the wheelchair guy, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I still love how Chuck thought that Jason the Wheeled Warriors was, was the guy wheels from uh, the Burger King kid. <laughs> I've never seen the Wheeled Warrior, Jason the Wheeled Warriors. No, I know. I didn't know. I thought it was Jason. I didn't even know it was Jace. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Jace. Yeah. Yeah, I had um, no idea. Yeah. I no, and, and I'm not doing it. I'm either. honestly not doing it to pick on you. I actually found it hilarious when that was what you picture you got in your head when yeah, I, I had no idea. That to you. so why do you want to watch the burger king yeah <laughs> um yeah i love i love the cartoon i didn't have a lot of the toys when it came to jason the wheel words i think i had one um but they mm-hmm. are, are awesome looking 
Um, and like you said, I'd love to see it modernized a bit. Um, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, a couple that popped in my head just because they were one, I think has a lot of potential. And the other one was just a childhood favorite of mine. Uh, the one that I think has a lot of potential is visionaries. Um, mm-hmm. especially nowadays, I think there's a lot you could do with that. There's a lot of mythos there just was never really developed a whole lot. There's a short lived cartoon and then there was a short lived comic and that was pretty much it. Um, the toy line didn't last very long, but I think there's a lot there that could be worked with. Um, the one that was just near and dear to my heart cause I had almost everything from the line and I just really like it. And I don't feel it was ever developed as a story enough was, uh, the star yours. I, had almost every single Star Wars toy there was. There was a couple mini comics that came with the toys, which was always fun in the 80s. And then there was a four-issue miniseries by Marvel, which I don't have, but I want to get. And But I've heard it's like very different from uh, the mini comics and everything. So I just feel like there was some potential there that could be that could be done, especially with this day and age of, you know, some movies doing like giant robots and everything else. These were robots that were piloted. So, um, at least that's what they looked like. There was these little guys inside the, the heads of them. So, so I think something like that could be kind of cool. Um, I don't know. Um, there's some obscure ones like in humanoids, I think could be modernized, but it would have, I would like to see it as being like this really creepy type thing. So, <laughs> Hey, let me ask you guys a question. Have you guys, a uh... Have you guys seen the new Guardians of the Galaxy figures in the stores yet? I've seen one. <laughs> no, the oh, real small the, ones. The, the small oh, ones. the small ones. The really, no. really tiny ones that look like mask figures. No, I haven't seen yeah. those. I, I've seen some of those. Yeah, I saw those in the was... store. I'm like, they look like mask figures. I'm like, I wonder if they're testing it to see if uh, those type of figures that size sells. Could be. So I'm like, why would they I do a it... figure that size? I think it's just scaled down so they can make vehicles and be in the yeah. bright price range for everything. Yeah. It might be, yeah. yeah. Because they're I doing the legend right. size figures of those too. Yeah. yeah. They're doing, Legends, you know, bigger ones that don't yeah. move that much. Yeah. Not the less articulation. Are, yeah, the legend size ones are the ones I'm interested in. But uh Yeah, that's the ones that, you know, we're interested in because they're it's a, compatible right. size wise with everything else we have. Right. But I saw those they're like two to a pack and they're on an like, you know, on the end just hanging on a tab, but oh, you get two oh. figures per little Per yeah. little uh, container, yeah. I have seen, and they're those, like the yeah. size of mask figures. They're even a little smaller than that, I think. Yeah, they—that's what they look yeah, like to me. Like I, mean, I haven't seen a mask figure in forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mask was like two or three inches. Yeah. I think mask was like one inch shorter than a Joe figure, or not even, but. Um, uh, yeah, they were they were really tiny. Yeah. But I think these. I mean, I have a mask figure in my room here. And I think those Guardians of the Galaxy's art figures are even just a little bit smaller than that. So, oh um, yeah. But I, to I to, Sam, to so, Sam's so, point, I think it's yeah. being done on purpose for vehicle size and stuff like that. It yeah, could, I think it's yeah. for more play value. But that's the first thing I saw when I when I thought of when I saw those figures. I'm like, like mask figures. I'm like, I wonder if you're trying to see if that demographic, that size, would work again and sell. But yeah, it might have something to do with just selling vehicles and making more money. Yeah. So that's. All I had. Sam, did you have anything you wanted to bring up or plug or talk about or anything? No plugs. You guys, who's excited for uh, Comic-Con this coming next week? I'm always excited for it. So. Yeah. Oh, San Diego, yeah. I, I can't wait I to can't see wait. some of the cool reveals. Yeah, I can't wait for toy reveals, Maddie reveals. Yeah. I'm always excited for all the news that comes out of it. I mean, 
for sure. I, I follow all the comic stuff. I follow all the the toy stuff, and you know, even the movie news and everything else. It's it's just some people, you know, don't like all how hyped up it gets and everything else. And but I still want to go one time in my life. I think it'd be awesome to go just once. Um, yeah, I agree. But you know, people can hate on it all they want, but there's a lot of news that comes out of it, a lot of reveals that come out of it, and I, I'm excited yeah. for that type of stuff. I can guarantee you. Uh, if I'm not doing anything else on uh, that Saturday or Sunday, I'm going to be posting stuff on our Facebook page of stuff that mm-hmm. I think our listeners will be interested in, um, especially stuff that's related to our show. Cause you know, there's probably going to be some type of star Wars reveal, at least about the rebels cartoon or animated series. Um, there's probably going to maybe be a GI Joe movie reveal. Who knows? So there's a lot of stuff that pertains to our show, but then there's a lot of other just geek stuff that I think will be cool. Um, mm-hmm. So anything in particular, Chuck, that you're looking forward to as far as maybe news or uh, toys or anything like that from San Diego or nah, I just wanted to see those uh, Star Wars Rebels, uh, you know, figures and stuff like that. See yeah. some new um, six inch, you know, Star oh, yeah. Wars stuff. See what's coming yeah. down uh, for those. Yeah. And uh, when does Rebels start on TV in fall? Uh, this fall. Yeah. The fall. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very excited hey. about that. Hey Robert, are you still there? He said he had to be. He'll be right back, so he had to step away. For uh, a I want to ask him if he uh, worked on the C three PO because we we know it's confirmed oh, that yeah. it's coming out. So right. I want yeah, to ask so him he, about that. Yeah, so he can say if he worked on it or not. So yeah, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I forgot, but I was looking at the uh, the bounty hunters and I remembered that uh, what was it, four alarm or had the same yeah. body as three uh, PO. Yeah. So I guess that yeah, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, K3PO2, the white protocol droid in Hoth, right. is basically right. the same. That could be an exclusive one year. Just you know, I doubt a lot of people will want it, but I want them to do exclusive. the. I want them to do the uh, assassin 3PO, that that one that was made for. I think it was a, just a short-lived thing in a comic or something like that, where hmm. it was like a protocol droid that was reprogrammed to be a deadly assassin. And it looked just like C-3PO, but it had, like, this uh, gun belt across it and carried a giant, like, uh, blaster rifle, like uh, IG-88 carries. Stuff that looked pretty badass. Yeah, I, I can't wait for the Mattel reveals for He-Man, of course. Yeah. Now, is there any any rumors as far as what it's going to be or anything like that? Well, we, we know that they're, they're going to finish off Vintage Motu, the Vintage Pop Toys... Got a couple other characters that they've said, but we don't know what specific order or anything. And so we we pretty much know what what they're gonna what figures they want to do. Okay. But uh, it's always cool to see them and stuff. Oh yeah. Absolutely. But uh, there was a rumor going around that like the next year is like that when they do an add on mini sub for next the second half of the year that it's gonna be MYP themed. Yeah. Okay. So Travis cool. sent me something that he saw. He goes, uh, the last year in 2015, during the last month, yeah. they're going to try to make every figure available. Huh. Yeah, well, that that's that's pretty – well, after 2015 done, they will have every – like I said, yeah. all the vintage stuff reproduced. So then, whatever yeah, you want, you 20... should be able to go through whatever you want to finish off sets. Yeah. And then, so 2015, they said it will be end of classics, and they might like rebrand it like they did with DC classics, or they might just go a totally uh, different different toy line, or do not do Motu anymore. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. 
I hope they I hope they keep doing something. Uh, yeah. Keep it Everyone alive. keeps hoping they do at least classic type figures. Yeah. I don't know why Mattel feels that this is the best way to do it, but I don't I I would love it if they did something that went into the actual retail stores. Yeah. But the, I don't know. It just seems like retail doesn't I, want it after the two thousand yeah. X fiasco. Yeah. Well, I, I miss the DC classics at retail. Those yeah. are awesome. Yeah. 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 But, I don't know. I, it's just like everything else, though. I mean, it it might die for a little while and then it'll come back again. I mean, people fans are not going to let it go away forever. So, um, they'll I I think there'll always be a market there for it and. Sometimes it's something, whatever comes out doesn't do well, but then like the next time it comes out, it's phenomenal. So who knows? All right, Sam. Well, thanks for coming on with us. Thanks uh, for having me. I was, I was thrilled when you said that you were going to be able to join us tonight. Cause, uh, we've hung out with you a couple, you know, I know Chuck's hung out with you a couple of times. I've got to hang out with you once. And, uh, so it's cool to have that the listeners actually get to hear you for once. So. <laughs> yeah it's been good times awesome but yeah i was glad i could come on awesome yeah well we'll look forward to uh having i'm hoping to maybe get this out this weekend so that's cool and so. congratulations on the one two five thank you oh thanks man sometimes by You're the welcome. skin of our teeth but <laughs> yeah right but we got there <laughs> exactly right right all right man well we'll we'll talk, right, talk again soon later all right, take care. All right, peace. Yeah, take it easy, buddy. Bye. Peace. Bye. Later. Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to M-Wire only on GeekCastRadio.com. Welcome back, guys. Today we have on the phone a uh, super fan of the group here, our good buddy. I like to call him Mr. Big Sexy, Jason. What's up, guy? What's up? 
Here's our boy. What's up? <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Uh, just to let you know, Robert bailed. Oh, fuck yeah, he did. So he gets a kick to the nuts <laughs> first, and then you get one after him. So uh, Shut up, dude. I'm here. <laughs> he, had to, he had to go to like a 10 o'clock showing of the Transformers movie. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> next time pick an earlier show, you know. Uh, I went at six thirty. Thank you very much. You're it's not, just a long ass movie. You're not. You're not. Well, there's this thing on the internet. It tells you the runtime of the movie. Oh my god! Did you see it yet? <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Don't you're not going I, to I go see it? it? No. I saw it last week. Dude, it's not I, bad. I it's a good movie. Dude, I've heard nothing but horrible things about it. And you Dude, like it's the, like very action packed. You like the second one, by the way. I do. Yeah, so I'm not taking would, your judgment I would, I would on this. I would rank them like this. I would rank them number one, number three, number four, number two. I'm not taking your your judgment on this. So I, I, I tell you, Ryan, I would actually probably agree with with that. Uh, with that, I mean, I was not a huge fan of four, but it was definitely better than two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's better than two. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of action in it, and it's you know, there's a lot of cool robot fights, and there's a lot of explosions. There's a lot of Michael Bay in this movie. Yeah, yeah, just not enough nudity. No, no titties. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'll wait for DVD. I am not putting any more money in the theater for that. Well, series. I don't, I don't think the DVD version will have titties though either. So. <laughs> I hope. That cost me five dollars for me and Tyler to go see it. Okay, it's five dollars so. more than I want to spend on it. How'd you swing that? Uh, our local little podunk movie theater on Monday does $5 tickets, and he had a uh, something they gave him at school for if you buy one, you get one free. Dude, that's sweet. So I bought mine for $5, and he got in for free. Do you have to, like, step over hobos or anything when you go in to, to get you in there? The or something, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not the greatest neighborhood, I mean, you know, but... For hey man, two people, you know, for five bucks, you know, you suck it up for a bit. As long as the uh, the hookers are clean, sounds good to me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but then I, we got home, and he's got to go back to, you know, he's got to get ready and go to bed because he's got summer school and shit like that. So we're, we're like starving. Yeah, good parenting, by the way. Feed your kid at 10 o'clock. That's a good job. Uh, you know, I blow. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. See that—that's what Chuck says when he has no argument. So. <laughs> <laughs> Robert's trying to twist this whole uh, kick to the nuts thing into uh, me not coming to Baltimore, which still isn't final yet either. But you're not even going. That's—that's that's what I was. That's not, as far as I know, you're not going. Right, and that's what I have to base it on right now. So. Well, yeah. just tell him that you've got to ask your, your wife for permission and that maybe he can nice. text Thank you the day of. That's what he was trying to spin it on because I told well, him. That's, because, a spin. that's the gospel. No, that's not the truth of what happened. But anyways, okay. the whole reason Robert can't make it tonight is because I texted him this morning. He says, yeah, unless my wife has other plans. And then, of course, he says, my wife's the boss. I can't record tonight. So, Well, yeah. but he, Who's got plans at 10 o'clock at night? Yeah, exactly. Concern booty. Right. So all I'm saying <laughs> yeah. is we should support him now if that's it. That's probably not it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I got, I'm married with kids, too. I, he might, I don't he remember might, what it looks like. Kids, so, yeah, he might. Have, um, but, no, what it basically happened for me, Jason, was I was 
as planning the whole, you know, planning to go to Baltimore and everything else. And my wife and I go to a Notre Dame game, football game every year. And, um, because she went to school there and I've become a fan and we go every year to one game. Well, we, you have to put in for a raffle basically to get get tickets. So my wife's like, well, what game do you want to go to? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, who are they playing next year? You know, next season. And she listed some names and one of the teams was Michigan and I hate Michigan. And so I was like, and it might be one of the last times Notre Dame plays Michigan. So at least for a very long time. Yeah, because they're the way the league is changing up and everything else. Like Notre Dame actually got involved with, uh, I can't remember what the whole story is behind it, but it basically changes who, who some of their opponents will be. Oh, wow. Um, so I was like, well, this might be my last chance to see them play against each other, at least for a really long time. So I was like, let's go to that game. Well, I didn't yeah. realize it was the same weekend as the Baltimore trip. Oh. And my wife actually feels terrible about it because she knows that's the one time of year I get to go see my friends. Uh, yeah. Is that con? So she's like, she's like, oh, and I was like, she goes, I feel bad. And I'm like, why do you feel bad? I'm the one that picked that game. So, yeah. <laughs> so it I is all you. my fault. If anything else, you should feel bad for spending money to go to Baltimore. <laughs> the nice. con, the con is awesome. So uh, yeah. I can't say much for the rest of the city, but the con is awesome. <laughs> I can't, I can't really say much, man. I've never been to a con. Yeah. You know, I, I want to go. You know, I was kicking myself. You know, a few months ago when they had the GI Joe con in Dallas. Yeah. Because I mean, I live in Houston. It's a five-hour drive. Yeah. And it was just like, and, and I'll tell you what it was. Was, you know, I was talking to my wife about it. My wife was like, yeah, you should go, you know, we'll bring the kids. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really want to bring the kids. You know, I mean, I want to, <laughs> I want to have some fun. Nice. So, but, uh, yeah. well, that's what Chuck and I did was when it came to Indiana is we decided to go because it was at a driving distance. So we were like, all right, yeah. let's, let's go. And we did have a really great time. I don't know if I would fly to one. I doubt it, but I would definitely drive to one again. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, but yeah, it, it, it was like, just at least I just I feel bad, but there is a chance that we're not going to find out the results of the raffle until July. So there is a chance that we might get tickets, and then I'll be able to go to Baltimore. But the chances well, are not very you, high. Play play this scenario out. What if you win the tickets and you just don't go? Like you give them to your father in law and let him go, and you just go to a different game and just stub hub it. Yeah, I don't see that flying really well. We'll see. I have to see okay, what, what okay, happens. Whatever. It's an I idea. Just, I just, uh, no, it is. No, it's an idea. It's it's an, it's a, not a bad idea. Just saying, I don't really see that flying. So. Well, your wife said she feels bad about it because you're going to miss the one thing you want to do all year. So. Sure. Well, that's when you just use it to manipulate her to get things that you want. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. The man who's played the game. <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> right. So. Use their game against them, man. That's all I'm <laughs> So we just have, like I said, I have to wait to see what happens result-wise before I even start making any plans. So I hope it all works out. Yeah, maybe they'll too. maybe they'll reschedule. Well, I'm thinking because it's going to be such a popular game, there's going to be a lot of people to put in for that game. So yeah. well, look at it this way: the uh, convention's three days, the game's only one. Right, but it's a it's a two <coughs> day it's a two day trip, dude. <laughs> You can drive to South Bend in one day. I drove to Chicago in one day and back. Yeah, and I won't have the energy to drive to Baltimore before right, or yeah, after that. One hour about it. Fuck it. That's seven oh, hour. That's a seven hour drive from Cleveland, let alone another four and a half hour drive from South Bend. That's eleven oh. hours, dude. 
<laughs> can be done. No, yeah. Oh. You go ahead and do it then. You're I've just, done it. You're I've just, done that driving that long. You're just pissed because I'm not making all the arrangements for Baltimore. I don't need you to make uh, arrangements. Well, then you better get on it because the hotels are being eaten up already. The hotels are available when now. When is the you. Baltimore Con? It's the first weekend in September. Oh. So. Like 5th, 6th, 7th or something like that? Just to let you know, the hotels are available now. No, thank you. So if, if you want to yeah. book it, you can book it. If you want to wait to see what happens with me, you can wait to see what happens with me. But I just want to let you know the hotels are available now. Yeah, Chuck, it's only a seven-hour drive. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so... Just stay with just stay with Robert, man. Robert oh, lives yeah. in uh, Illinois. Well, well I he's mean, gonna but, uh, there, though, down to the con. Yeah, just just crash. You know, just all of a sudden, if you change your mind at the last minute, decide to go, just say, "Hey, man, I'm I'm rooming with you." Oh, if if I'm able to go, that's what'll happen. But I I have to let Robert know too because I don't think he's booked a room either because oh. I think he was waiting to see if I booked anything because that's what happened last year. So. Oh, okay. So I'll, okay. Have to, I'll have to let him know, like, hey, the rooms are available now if you want to book it. I know we talk about I you can. on the podcast a lot. You give us voicemails, give us emails, always shouting out to us. It's great. Uh, we appreciate the love. I'm, hey, man, I'm your biggest fan, you know. You're your fan, <laughs> <man>. And <laughs> nice. I guess. And I got And I got to say, when we got your submission for the title of the of episode 125, I should not have been surprised. <laughs> but I, sure, man? I still was surprised, pleasantly surprised, but I was still surprised. <laughs> it's, a, it's his tagline. Right, exactly. I, that's why I said I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was. So, Yeah, you know, my, my wife asked me when I came on, she's like, were you going to you know, watch your mouth or keep it clean? And and I thought about it, and I was like, <laughs> no, i got to say this. And then uh, once I see that, it's like I could say anything, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We do not censor anybody. Um, okay. Chuck some. <laughs> oh my god. You, you, you censor. <laughs> I censor you. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So I censor you. I don't censor our guests. Cause well, yeah, whatever. Guests. So. But the uh, the sound of angry, angry monkeys, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Thank you, yeah. Yeah. Chuck was the only one that had a problem with that, by the way. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Even Robert laughed. He thought it was hilarious. So. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, you know. I mean, see, and Jason, you don't have to kiss Chuck's ass. It's okay. I know we know you love him. We know hey, man. <laughs> that's right. But you don't hey, have to kiss his. I'm ass. on the show. I'm kissing everybody's ass. That's just how it is. <laughs> well, you don't have to kiss Robert's ass because he couldn't make it tonight. So, oh yeah, yeah. That, that's right. <laughs> we got the that's real host on. It's okay. <laughs> right. He didn't want Me. the competition. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, it's the self-proclaimed fourth host, uh, nice. Jason. <laughs> gotta, it's got to be self-proclaimed because y'all won't proclaim it, you know? Hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> I, I know you are, buddy, and I appreciate that, you know? I mean, don't I say get me spread, wrong. spread the wealth. This, this whole show almost didn't happen because somebody had to go see Transformers 4, but that's cool. You know, I, I'm past it. I'm not even mad anymore. Right. Yeah, let's and not talk about that Robert. He's not even here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe it was you, Chuck, who decided you yeah. know uh, going seeing Transformers Four is more important than meeting Jason Adams. <laughs> well, no, it's not. But I did go see Transformers Four today. Um, I went and saw it at six thirty. Didn't get back home to like ten. It is a long movie, 
I I thought it was okay. It was a good movie. It's not a, the best Transformers movie out there, but I had fun. I enjoyed it. I am not I'd going to see it's it. It's about the fourth best Transformers movie. <laughs> you know, nice. I got to throw the cartoon movie in there ahead of it somewhere. I, I'm okay. not sure the placement. Give me some time. You know, let me let me run a study and I might be able to find something. But well, I hope that you think that the cartoon movie is number one at least. I'm going to say the cartoon movie ties for number one with the first Michael Bay movie. Okay. Yeah. I won't go that far. <laughs> hey, you yeah, there's to... a lot of there's a lot of Michael Bay in the fourth movie. A lot of explosions, a lot of cool fight scenes, a lot of destruction. Right. Super so, young yeah. girls and little shorts kind of thing. Yeah, that, that was that was pretty sexy too. Yeah. And from what I heard, uh, no story and stiff acting. So you don't need it when robots blow shit up. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> when it's going to be a billion dollars to prove the otherwise. When it's going to be <laughs> a three-hour movie, you do need a little bit of story. Here's the part that really blows my mind. And it's like two hours forty-five minutes. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Potential and, spoiler alert. Here's here's the part that blows my mind, Chuck, and I and I think that at least with this you have to agree with me on this part. So I don't know if you know this, but Transformers Four earned more in the weekend than Captain America Two Winter Soldier. Yeah, I heard that. And Captain America Two Winter Soldier is a far better movie. I haven't even seen Transformers Four, and I already know Captain America Two is a far better movie than than Transformers. I'll, I'll go with that. I'll have I'll to agree with that. that. I'll agree with that. Okay. Because if you didn't, I would really be... I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I would lose my shit. <laughs> but it'd be bad, Chuck. Just know it'd right. be bad. It would be bad. I know, right? I thought about it, agreeing with it, not agreeing with it, but... It, it, Captain America 2 is a sequel, whereas Transformers is kind of a reboot, relaunch of the franchise. Yeah. So theoretically, it's almost like a number one. But do you think it is? Because, I mean, it's in the same... I think so. You know? Yeah, but it's... The way it ends and everything like that, it looks like they're going to make more. And oh, you got a I, new cast of characters, you got new stars, no Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, but it's still the same continuity. Uh, they didn't pretend the I'm, other movies know, didn't happen. They basically just brought in Marky Mark to take over for yeah, Shia well, LaBeouf. Got new cast, oh, yeah, but you got new cast of uh, Autobots and Decepticons, too. Yeah, you had the, that Prime movie. Like, or a carryover. Yeah, but other but, than, I mean, you, got, you don't even have Megatron, you got Galvatron now. Yeah, yeah, but, but you got you got to face it, man. The only person, the only real person that anybody, or the only Autobot that anybody cares about is Optimus Prime. You know, it, Bumble- I mean, I could be wrong on that. Bumblebee too a little like, bit, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's not but, even much of a personality in the movies. He's just talking through the radio, but yeah, which is crap. I mean, he's, but, he's given a little bit more in this one, but I, I, there's a lot of swearing by the uh, what the robot. Played by John Goodman. Is it Bulkhead or Hound or? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's Hound. Yeah. Yeah, Hound. It looks like Bulkhead. That's why I kept confusing it. But he's like kind of a bigger guy. Yeah. Like how Bulkhead was on the animated. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed him. I thought that you know because yeah, as soon as yeah. I heard the voice, it seemed like a lot of swearing. Yeah. Yeah. The big thing too, though, Chuck, is when you look at Transformers Two and you look at Transformers Three. Other than Optimus Prime and Bumblebee, most of the other Transformers did not carry over into the other movies. Yes, you had Megatron, Starscream stuff, but most of most of these uh, Transformers in number two and number three were not in the other previous movies. So to say that that's okay. a reason why it's a reboot isn't really that accurate because then all of them were reboots because they all had. Yeah, but the other you know supporting and it's not based with the military. It's like CIA now. 
Right, but it, does this movie? What I want to know because I don't, I haven't seen it, so I want to know. Does this is why I'm asking? Does this movie re- rely on anything that happened in the previous movies? Yes. Then yeah, it's, it's not a reboot. <laughs> it's not a yeah, reboot. It's fiction, but and you see parts of it, and yeah, it's not a reboot. Then it's just a continuation of the story. It's also why they I call it Transformers Four. Reboot's the wrong word. Maybe like they're trying to relaunch the franchise. Yeah, they could be yeah, trying to I'll relaunch like, yeah. it. Yeah, they're trying to put that. some some fresh breath into it. You know, because yeah. I mean, maybe that's the yeah. right word I'm looking for. Yeah, because reboot to me means you're starting at square one. There's n- the past continuity doesn't matter. Oh, they're not doing that. Like with Spider Man, they're not doing that with like. Yeah. I look at Amazing Spider-Man. That's a yeah. separate thing. Yeah. It seems like they're going to take it and just go a different direction. They played out the whole, you know, Megan Fox, Shia LaBeouf, yeah. his parents, the humping dog. They played yeah. that as far as they could. Now they're going a whole different direction. Yeah. I, I and I, the one thing I'm grateful for, and we've talked about this many times on the show, the one thing I'm grateful for with this franchise series is that it is keeping Transformers relevant. It's keeping it alive. It's giving me the things that I actually do want to see and care about which is it's giving me good comics it's giving me good toys it's giving me good animated series like transformers prime was really good yeah. um so that stuff i'm grateful to it for other than that it doesn't give one ounce of notice to me whatsoever so well, I mean, it's, it's probably go ahead go ahead Jason. Uh, well i was gonna say let me ask a question okay the new turtles movie coming out mm-hmm. is a michael bay film right kind of right. he produces it Okay. He does, well, he doesn't direct it like this one he did. So. But it's got Megan Fox in it. I yeah. thought those guys hated each other. They evidently patched things up. <laughs> money, money helps. So. Yeah. But here's I the thing so. too. Maybe, maybe it helps the fact that he's just a producer, and I think not he's not an everyday director. Yeah. Exactly. And I think he's not even like the only producer on it. I think he's yeah. just the one that everyone knows. So. But see, that's the thing, you know. I mean, the the deal with producers, my understanding is, yeah, you know, they're the, they're the people that bring in the money, right? So they sort of have a lot of control. Yep. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, if you look at the trailer, you could tell it's a Michael Bay film. Everything blows up. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> explodium. Everything's full of explodium. If the turtles so, explode, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I saw I the know. I saw the new preview for that during Transformers, and I just shake my head, going, "I know I'm going to watch it, but I don't." Based on the preview, I don't think I'm going to like it. See, I think I will. I'm more interested in seeing the Turtles movie than I am in seeing the Transformers Four movie. Oh, I wasn't at all. I know you. I mean, I'll take but... my kids to see it, and I mean, yeah, I'm, I'll take I'm my sure kids to see it. I'll probably yeah. get mild amusement out of it, but I mean, really, the movie this summer that I'm looking most forward to is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep, me too. You know, and I and when it first came out, when I first started seeing previews for it, I had zero interest in it. And the, just the the trailers that they've been uh releasing for it, it, it I mean, it really looks like an amazing movie. Yeah. I'll tell you those trailers that mock it, those Star Wars trailers that yeah. mock it that <laughs> I put awesome. up on the website yeah. on Facebook, those are awesome. Well, yeah. it's not even so much mocking it, it's just they took Trailers that people have found awesome, just like Jason was saying, the Guardians of the Galaxy trailers are awesome. They're taking that format and saying, well, what if we did, what if Star Wars back in the day did a trailer like this? Because really people are saying this Guardians of the Galaxy is almost like a modern day Star Wars because you have this band of misfits that comes together and they go up against a a larger power that's out there. So, um, I don't know. I've got no real 
knowledge of any of that continuity or anything, and I'm not I, all I that excited either. to see it. I don't either. I had never even heard of it until the movie started coming out. Yeah. yeah. Chuck, so, Chuck you know. can't get past the raccoon. That's what it is. Chuck Chuck can accept a giant uh, giant skunk that talks and everything else, but he can't handle a small raccoon that talks. It's it's a weird dichotomy. I don't get it. Well, yes. Yeah, yeah, we, all, we all have to eat something. So. <laughs> right, right, right. We all got a line. You can't cross the line. Right. It's exactly right. It's exactly right, you know. Right. I don't know. I think the most the most look forward to movie for me this summer already happened. It happened in May with Captain America two. Yeah. I yeah. mean that, that was probably the moment I was looking forward to the most. That's true. I look forward though, Chuck. You know, I don't live in the past. So <laughs> Sorry, I, Jason. You know. Yeah, you're a visionary. <laughs> <laughs> I admire that. I admire that about you. Well, no, but when the when the year started and Chuck. Chuck can definitely uh, vouch for me on this. When the year he's a, started, he's a damn liar. <laughs> no, when when <laughs> the, when the year started, my most anticipated movie was Guardians of the Galaxy. Even though I was very excited about Captain America two, and I was excited about Amazing Spider Man two and stuff like that, I told Chuck at the beginning of the year the movie I'm most excited about is Guardians of the Galaxy. But I did have a background for all the characters. I read all the comics and stuff like that, so I was jazzed to find out that this was coming out. So yeah. No, I mean, I could see that, you know, because I, you know, I had a, a phase, you know, growing up with comic books and I still, you know, I mean, I still read them from time to time, but not, I don't have anything that I read religiously. And this yeah. was just always one of those things that, I mean, it, I don't want to say it was an underground comic, but I mean, let's face it, it's, it's second tier comic oh, at best. Easily, yeah. Yeah. But now, not, I would say it's a list, yeah. Yeah, if not <laughs> yeah. beneath that, yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be a list here. Oh, I mean, if it's quick. not right now, it will be in the next month or two. Well, well I've know. already seen all the toys in the store. I mean, they're jamming it. You know, they're producing a lot of it, so it's going to be force-fed yeah. to the consuming public. Well, to or give because you of the big-budget movie. Yeah. To give you an idea yeah, too, the the uh, Rocket Raccoon ongoing series comic that's coming out, issue number one sold three hundred thousand copies. Jesus Christ! What what is typical for like a a for, good, you know, yeah, a good comic can sell, a good one sells about a hundred thousand. Really? Yeah, man. Now I back mean, in I'm the nineties, a good comic sold like a million, which was X Men number one sold a million well, copies. Oh yeah. Put that in perspective. What's GI Joe pulling like seven thousand, ten thousand, six thousand to eight thousand yeah. somewhere around yeah. there? Yeah. Holy crap! That's what GI Joe's pulling. Yeah. Man, and they can make money. Well, I guess when you're selling a copy, a bucks a copy. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you know, when you think about the amount of money that they've got to be paying Robert Adkins, you know, and they're only selling, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, I'm I'm thinking that you know the comic companies must be selling drugs on the side to kind of help make their <laughs> their bill. I think that's why Robert was drawing for Marvel for a while. Right. No offense. Yeah. No offense. Right. <laughs> that's why he does that Castle book, you know. Right. That pays the bills. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, man, you know, you got to yeah, do, you got to go what pays the bills, you know, so. Sure. Sure. So this is our 125th episode. Um, yes. So I wanted to throw a few things out there. First off, people have obviously heard your emails on our show <laughs> many times. <laughs> but what, you know, tell, tell the audience about you, like what, whatever you want to tell them. Um, tell them how you found me and how you love me. We're going to get to that in a minute, but I want them to get to know who Jason is first before they 
find out about your love fest together. Yeah. Chuck, I can't, I can't talk about that without breaking down, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I'm not an emotional man. Go get your tissues. It'll be, it'll be okay. But no, like, yeah, they're all, give us they're your all back. Up. <laughs> give I us your backstory t- for some of these properties and stuff like that. Like what, you know, give us the, the synopsis of Jason Adams, like who you are, how you got, you know, the, what were you like as a kid? What did you like as a kid? What do you like now? Things like that. How did you accidentally find us? Well, we're going to get to that later. (laughs) I want to know about Jason first. It's not all about you, Chuck. With details, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just one track here. All right. Um, it's not all about you right now. Right now, it's about Jason. <laughs> I got to put something in the spank bank, so make me excited. <laughs> Dude, you just saw Transformers. What about that 17-year-old girl in the little shorts walking around everywhere? Oh, that's in there. That is in there. <laughs> that might be permanently in there for at least a couple of weeks. Oh, man. You know, just remember, you know, this is this is going to be potentially listened to by law enforcement. So. Right. Hey, Kiplinger said it best. She's only 17. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anybody quote Kip Winger out of. <laughs> well, everybody should quote Kip Winger. So we we're we were about to learn about uh, Jason. Back to underage. We were we were oh. about to learn about Jason before you went on this Winger tangent. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't ID him. So okay, so a little bit about me. Um, Basically, grew up in Texas, and uh, you know, in the eighties. Yeah. Um, I mean, born in the late seventies, so you know, the eighties is right there in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, got into GI Joe pretty much right, you know, when the three and three quarter inch figures started, and man, it was downhill from there. <laughs> Everything was pretty much about GI Joe. Okay. Uh, there were a few excursions. Not so much Transformers. You know, every once in a while you get one for a gift or something like that. Right. But I usually use those to trade for G.I. Joes. Nice. Uh, (laughs) I got pretty heavy into Mask for a while. But then, you know, that ended. Starcom, uh, sort of Visionaries, Voltron, Legos, you know, all that stuff. But really, my main focus is G.I. Joe. Nice. Okay, cool. Now, do you still do uh, collecting and everything else when it comes to Joe and stuff? I, I do on a very minimalist level, you know. I am well. I mean, especially since there's not much out in the stores right now. You know, sure. when I say not much, I mean nothing. Okay. Uh, I've gotten into the Creos just a little bit, but you know, I I started off when they started the 25th line. You know, my goal was to to buy everything. Yeah. But then, you know, like financial troubles kind of kicked in and it was like, well, I better just buy what I like. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, I mean, that's just kind of how I go now. Hey, that happens to the best of us. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it sucks. But, you know, I, I do have this dream of going back and it starts off, you know, I have this dream of I want to buy every G.I. Joe that I had as a kid. Right. But I'm sure once I get those, then it'll turn into just finishing out the entire collection. Right. And then it'll probably turn into getting all the 25th line. So yeah. yeah. Well, you can you can take it from like the years you started, like 82 to 85 or 82, you know, 86 or you know, 83 yeah. to 87. 
you know, you can limit it that way just to figures that you grew up and you played with personally. Yeah. Yeah, because I could say that, you know, probably 88 – 88 was probably my my solid cutoff line, you know. Yeah. I, I can't really think of anything good that came out in 88 that I, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't even think of anything. Yeah. You know, 87, there still was some stuff there, but right. 88 was really – things in 87 that were pretty good, but yeah, that's where I'm at with you. Yeah, that's I'm in the same yeah. place. Like, 87 was the last year I probably got anything G.I. Joe related, so – yeah, once once shit starts getting neon, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, eh, all right, yeah. yeah. This. Now that we have lots of fans that appreciate the neon yeah. stuff, and you know, God bless them, they keep it going. But yeah, this yeah is dude, not I for mean, me. that, no, I mean, that, and that's cool. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna admit, you know, the uh, the '86 sci-fi, I thought that lime green outfit was pretty badass. Yeah, oh, absolutely. that was a yeah. stand up. Well, and that's so. the thing. Like now that I'm older, I can look back at that stuff the neon stuff and go, I can kind of appreciate it for what it was and what they were trying to do. And there's, there's certain pieces out of it that I think look cool. But as a yeah. kid, when I was, you know, in the middle of it in the thick of it, I was like, all right, I'm kind of done now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say the, the one thing that we were talking about earlier with the transformers, how you don't think it's uh you know, impacting or you're getting anything from it, but it does keep the toys in the store right. and transformers funds, other things, right? Like you oh, yeah. probably got, of extra G.I. Joe lines because Transformers made a bajillion dollars. Right. Well, yeah, and, and that's why I show support for it. You know, I mean, I show my support by seeing the movies. The movie, yeah. The DVDs and stuff like that because right. – Right, I, I mean, frankly, you know, it's like I got two kids and I have bought them Transformers in the past and then they show up to me asking me to transform it and I can't do them anymore. You know, yeah. it, it's – I think once you hit 12 years old, <laughs> that portion of your brain that allows you to transform a transformer shuts off. Like, I mean, it's it's gone. You're you're dead. I will not so, say that it's an age thing. I want to say it's a having kids thing because I can still transform them. <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe maybe you're a little bit more yeah, engineer maybe. minded than I am. You know, I, I was going to say it's like when you start liking girls, you start losing the ability to transform transformers. But that's about the age I was. I, I still don't can't get some of them. It's crazy. Yeah. No, man. I mean, they'll they'll show up with the instructions, and, yeah. you know, and it's like, you know, stereo instructions written in Korean, and I'm like, I don't, yeah, I don't even know what this piece is. <laughs> but the ones I had as a kid, I can transform them blindfold. They were yeah. they were a lot simpler back then too to transform. Well, sure, yeah. So. Let's see, that's a cool thing about a GI Joe. All you got to worry about is getting it out of the package, and then boom, you're ready to play. <laughs> yeah, don't drop your helmet or gun, and you're ready to go. Right. Oh man, let's not even live through that nightmare. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you had shag carpet growing up as a kid, you lost so much shit. Oh yeah. Well, well, what about that? What about the low light toy that came out a few years ago with all oh like, ready to lose items? Yeah. Right. I have that one. Yeah. It, it's tough yeah. to keep it all together. I didn't. I didn't actually open that figure up until I had a Ziploc bag next to me, so I could just dump everything into that and not lose Dude. anything. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. I don't think that the items on that one have seen the light of day. Because, you <laughs> nice. know, when I was growing up, I, I really liked the, the low-light figure for some reason. Oh, I, I don't know too. why. Yeah, I did too. But, but you know, it, you guys should do a show on, like, the, the figures that you liked from each toy line. Yeah. And, and, you know, and just kind of be like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> you know? <laughs> why, nice. did, why did I like Lifeline? <laughs> you know? 
Nice. Punk ass don't even like to shoot people. <laughs> I know. I like them because they came with my Rice Krispies or something. <laughs> <laughs> Little bitch. You, you know you ain't going to lose that red bitch. So I know, right? So now the important question, Jason, the one that, that uh, Chuck really wants to know is how did you find our show? Because I know you weren't there from the very beginning, but... I was actually there pretty close from the beginning. I think I think I found you guys at about episode five. Okay. Well, hell yeah, you did. Nice. You know, I, I I mean, you know, give me give me between the range of like episode five and episode ten. Okay. Um, at the time, you know, I had just gotten. I didn't even have an iPhone yet. Uh, you know, I had a. Uh, oh, it's so coming in age story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me tell you my story. Sit back. The human condition. <laughs> but I, you know, I had an iPod and I was driving around a lot. And uh, you know, you you get sick of just listening to the radio because it's always the same music now. They oh, don't yeah. ever that up. So then you you try to do talk radio, but then you realize that yeah, you know, they're just trying to convince you that everybody's lying to you. Right. So then it's like okay, I got to find something else. So podcast. It was oh, I can't remember now because they they actually just did a, a an episode a few months ago, but they hadn't done one in like two years. It was like the GI Joe Review Podcast. Oh, the GI oh, Joe Review yeah, Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so I was listening to yeah, I found them. Like I you know I just did a iTunes search for GI Joe, right? And yeah. they came up, and nothing else came up. Yeah. So I listened to that for a while, and then I ran out of those. So I just searched again, and that's when I found you guys. And I think about that time I found uh, Flag Points yep. podcast and the What's on the Joe Mind. You know, maybe not all those. And then uh, eventually I found one. I don't, don't know if y'all have ever um, heard of it or not, but it's the uh, Guys with Toys podcast or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, those I, crazy bitches. I heard they have uh, one. This one host, he's a total prick, and uh, yeah. I'll vouch for that I, shit. I didn't want to listen to it at first because I thought it was like a podcast about prison love or something. But then I I read you know the it's identifier. easily just yeah yeah. That, then, then you listened to it and found that it definitely was about prison love. So <laughs> well yeah, but you know I found that wasn't so bad. Right? Yeah, Rogers liked that though. So here's a question I have for you then. Okay, so you said you started listening around somewhere between five and ten. So it took you about 90-some episodes before you finally emailed us. <laughs> Is that true? Well, I'm trying to remember when know. we got your first email. It had to have been – I don't – unless – we had a lot of Jason. We had a lot of Jasons early on that emailed us, so you could have yeah, – I, I thought I was – Baltimore or something like that maybe. Like a year ago I, maybe. I, I could – well, no, I, I swear it's been longer than that because I'm pretty sure the first one I sent you guys was, I mean, almost just damn near friendly. You know, one of those – Hey, I really enjoy your show. That's, Please keep up the good work. That was the it might yeah. been, yeah. That was probably the problem. Was it didn't stand yeah. it didn't yeah. stand out. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I don't think I opened with the safe. There was no hashtag. Yeah, there's no hashtag. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I do remember early on that, that we did have some comments and some emails from a couple Jasons. There wasn't just one, so you were probably one of them and like you said, you were probably just very nice and we were like, Oh, okay, nice to hear from you, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you later, loser. And then, yeah. and then, uh, and then your personality came out, and then we're like, "Oh, it's Jason." Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
you. I, I apologize for my personality, guys. It's really... <laughs> no, it's all good. I it's can't good. do anything about it. There is nothing to apologize for, sir. So... I'll tell my wife that. <laughs> Put her on. <laughs> but uh, no, we're we're happy to have you as as a, a fan, as a listener. Uh, Man, I'm happy to be had. So uh, nice. <laughs> Good to know. Could, Next time yeah. I'm in Dallas, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, could not imagine yeah, five hour drive, man. <laughs> I know, right? We could not imagine uh, having the show without listeners like yourself as far as providing the fun feedback that that we get uh here and there so um definitely sincerest thanks for for always supporting and always contacting us and emailing us and giving us a good laugh uh whenever you can so um oh absolutely i'm I'm happy to do it and i uh i intend on doing it you know as long as i'm the fourth host (laughs) you will will always be the fourth host in our house Nice. So, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just disappointed that Robert couldn't, you know, come on. I, I really wanted to ask Robert why he wouldn't uh, do a sketch for me, but you know, I guess I guess he's checking God, him he's out. So backed up. Well, he's a, you know, I've heard that story from so many people. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking true, though. That's the sad part. It's true. I'm so backed up. Wait, how much money do you have? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he'll take your money. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm sure. I'm just <laughs> don't get don't get me wrong. He'll take your money, but you know. Nah, I kid Robert a lot. I, I love Robert. Robert's good. Um, he, honestly, he's just really backed up with stuff, and the, the commissions take a backseat to the paying gigs and stuff like that. So, well, no, but no, Robert I, deserves I, getting picked on this episode, this part of the episode, because he couldn't well, hear. Yeah, back but the truth, the, the truth, but yeah, I'm, I'm well, just bummed. Sure, I really wanted a, to hear the. I just wanted to hear the "Hey Torpedo," you know. <laughs> hey, torpedo. <laughs> yeah, it, thanks, Chuck, but it's just not the same. Yeah, not it, you know, I mean. But uh, uh, well, what I will say is, uh, listen to episode one twenty four when it comes out. All right. Uh, because we will announce in that episode when we will be doing the live recording of episode one twenty five. And if you are available that evening, you're certainly welcome to jump on. Hopefully, Robert will be there. I will hurt him if he can't make it for the live one. Um, so, <laughs> so hey man, I'm, I'm always willing to come on the show. You yeah. know, I, you know, nice. I love to hear myself talk. Yes, exactly. Who don't? <laughs> Chuck has that problem. <laughs> Chuck has that problem too. So, well, what yeah. was the episode you just released? Was that 122? 122, 123 should be out in the next day or two. Um, yeah, whatever. It just it, there. Exactly. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> Dude, I've had a lot. Hey, I've had a hey, lot Chuck, going on. Chuck, you almost uh-huh. did, the show almost didn't happen because of you, Chuck. Okay, I'm talking about today's I, show. Right. Oh well, hey, whatever. I was here. <laughs> you know, he, you take the good, he, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have. Christ. The facts of life. That's true. Facts of life, man. I've been facts I've been life. a little preoccupied the last week or so. So there's been a lot going on. What's going on, fella? You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You know, been shopping, you been having to shop for, been having to shop for a car and everything else because the wife got in a yeah, car accident. Exactly. Also, oh yeah, so is hers totaled out or what? Yep, yep. Oh, so yeah, man. good times. So I tell you what, with my wife, you know, I mean, I love her, I do, but you know, she's just not that great of a driver. <laughs> I'm just thinking about getting like a, a old beat up pickup truck and welding a bunch of tires all around the sides. You know, nice. just. Yeah. Well, this was this was because of an 85 year old guy that should not be on the road anymore. So, 
Don't be ageist, man. Yeah, I will be. You're better than that. No, I will be. <laughs> no, he's not. He's I'm not. not. I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> he's really not. Well, I'm glad she's all right. It does yeah. seem to suck, though, that it's the same day that you were picking your car. I know. I know. <laughs> wow. So, all right, man. Well, appreciate you coming on, making the time for us. I know you have to get up freaking early, so I'll let you get go and get some sleep and yeah, man, I appreciate. It. I, I enjoyed it, and uh, like I said, let me know when one twenty four is, and I'd be uh, I'd love to jump back in for a second. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll look about we'll look into having you on again for for something in the future. I'll let you know kind of some things we have planned coming up, and uh, if you're able to pop in, that'd be great. Yeah, and you know, if you ever have uh, Robert scheduled and he backs out at the last second, just give me a call, man. Will do. I'll I'll, I'll be your wingman anytime. Will do. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Nice. Take All care, right. Jason. Nice talking to you, buddy. You too, man. Bye. All right, bye. Bye. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farrah. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for a living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some of the guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. And we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding. Kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right. And we... Okay, seriously. This is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good. No. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's all right. To Cybertron. Thank you, Soundwave. I am TFG1 Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. Also, a few supplemental episodes in an interview with Stan Bush. So check out the TFG1 Podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transforming Rollout. <laughs> Everything you've got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away All those nights when you've got no lights The check is in the mail 
a little angel hung the cat up by its tail, and your third fiance didn't show. Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. Troubles are all the same. You wanna be where everybody knows your name. And with us now we have Lee Aaron Fairburn, who is our, I think, one and only female listener. But we're uh, it's, we're so excited to have her on. She's gonna be here and uh, talking to us about the female perspective when it comes to all these cool 80 properties. So, uh, Lee Aaron, it's great to have you on. Good to, good to hear from you. Uh, it's good to be heard. Did every, <laughs> now me me and uh Le'Aaron, we we met oh gosh it's been a long time it's like when was it was it san diego comic-con uh was i working on gi joe yet 2009 uh okay yeah, so yeah it was the, the summer after the book had just come out yeah so yeah, and then the i was coming to san diego, diego. I, oh was it yeah i went maybe yeah. two or three years after that and then we we met again up at uh seattle up at for emerald city right yeah two years ago or a year and a half, or whatever right. the heck that was. So you've met. And thankfully, Lee yes. Aaron is not cool. met Chuck or myself. Uh, so you've been saved from that embarrassment. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you well, know, if you guys you ever guys went out to a we may show, sound cool, but we're here on the West. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, oh, yeah. Let's hear from Lee Aaron as far as right, like, we've been asking all of our <laughs> guests who have come on tonight. We've been asking all the guests who have come on tonight just to give us a little bit, just like a like brief kind of. Uh, overview of how you got into all the 80s properties and what's kept you interested in it and, and that kind of thing. Well, when it comes to the 80s properties, um, I was alive in the 80s. Uh, I was a, mm, <laughs> I guess technically the new term is tween in the 80s. Uh, and I had like four older brothers. <laughs> but all the stuff that yeah, they good answer. to. <laughs> so true. was it just the cartoons or was it through the comics or toys also? Uh, mostly just the cartoons. Um, uh, like many people growing up in the 80s, we didn't have a whole lot of cash, so it's not like we got the toys. <laughs> uh, the closest we ever got to, like, G.I. Joe's was, was it, uh, good old Fisher-Price Adventure People? <laughs> Love those. You get a little trucker uh, ambulance <laughs> yeah, and you get some little sort of action figures, but, yeah, no, that's, that's what we got. I had quite a few. I had quite a few of those. Those were pretty cool. They are kind of cool. I kind of... It's too bad that my brother and I wrecked ours. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. So. Well, you know, then he got in. Well, yeah, yeah but then he got into uh, with one of his friends, and they liked BB guns, so they would go out behind his house and blow the crap out of all uh. of his and his brother's GI Joes, and then our adventure people. Jeez, <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So was it? So was it just having a lot of brothers that kept you away from the girly stuff, or was there things about the 80s girly stuff that you didn't like? Well, there wasn't a whole lot of quote-unquote girly stuff, right? I mean, other than Jem, and, well, she, right. who doesn't like Jem? Jem's awesome. <laughs> right. She's totally right. outrageous, right? Totally, totally, totally <laughs> truly, outrageous. Truly outrageous. Truly. There we go. Right. My bad. Truly. Truly outrageous. Mm. It's all good. Right. It's all good. <laughs> And then, so you avoided the My Little Ponies, the Rainbow Brights, the, the Care Bears, really much, yeah. That, you can't really do much with those. I mean, they didn't. They, the little legs didn't right. move with My Little Ponies, so they're just like tromping along. Eh, pff, who wants? Who wants fur in yeah. there and stuff? No thanks. 
<laughs> what's what's wrong? And with they it? couldn't go to war, so I mean. Well, and well, except yeah, now, you know, with, the, with the revamp of the My Little Pony. Chuck likes brushing their their hair and everything. <laughs> oh, <it's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to stand up for the, the broken G- bee, and I'll be the spokesman. Yeah, but if you take the GI Joes and put them on the back of the ponies, then you know you can go to war. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also have. Here we also have um, a few questions on Facebook for tonight's show, and especially with Lee Aaron okay. being on, and I know she's a really big uh, GI Joe fan. Um, so the question is uh, from Michael Sedinary. Uh, it says, "How come Australians get only bad guys in GI Joe?" And then asking, "Is there any Aussies on the GI Joe team, or did we only have the Dreadnoughts and Major Blood?" Uh, I think it was just the Dreadnoughts and Major <sighs> Blood, as far as I know. But I mean, it's not like on the TV show anybody actually came up with a good Australian accent. <laughs> or really any right. decent accents for that matter. Yeah, they all had the Wolverine accent from the '80s cartoon. Yeah. Well, was there? I guess I, I mean I think part of the reason why there wasn't any GI Joes because there weren't any. Were there any international like guys on the Joe team? They're all Americans, right? I mean that was kind of the point. Well, Big Ben, Big Ben was from uh, the UK. As it got later on in the '90s, they started doing a little mm. bit more international people. But early in the 80s and stuff like that, no, it was all pretty much a real American hero. Yeah. yeah. Next, I don't even, I don't even know yeah, if I they had I was going to look online to see. Well, how about in the comic book? Was there was it was it international at all in the comic book? Because I never read them. Yeah, you can get the gay comics. They're a little bit different from the, uh, the American comics that they had out there. But kind of what they were was just piece mm-hmm. parts of our comics that we had pieced together. With other comics, so you might have like a a regular GI Joe issue with some special missions pages and some original, you know, a couple of pages of original work, all blended together. I've got like three or four of them. They're pretty cool. So even though even though they're not not that I can find any Australian Joes, there was some stuff I found out about Australia when it came to the figure, which is uh, there were no exclusive action figures released in Australia, uh, but there were two. They did get two of the European exclusive Tiger Force figures, which was Tiger Force Outback and Tiger Force Psych Out. Um, in addition, Australia was the only place that got a second series of Drug Elimination Force figures. Oh, so TF, down. yeah. Nice. <laughs> and uh, and that was uh, Law Mace, Muskrat, Long Arm, Gristle, Headhunter, uh, Headhunter, Stormtrooper, Blip, and uh, Mutton Junkyard. So some stuff that Australia got that we didn't really get to see. Yeah. You know, when you asked Robert earlier about uh, a new convention set that would take off, I bet a new DEF set would. Yeah, good one. So, Leanne, you um, obviously met Robert at a convention unless you were stalking his house or something like that. Um, So I take it you're familiar with the convention circuit. Is there any conventions you particularly like attending that you prefer going to or anything like that? Well, really, the only ones I can I can get to are is the uh, the Seattle, the uh, Emerald City Con, because I mean I can drive there in three hours, um, and then San Diego, it, the complete clusterfuck that that place is, um, <laughs> is fantastic if you can get tickets. Yeah. Which yeah, that's like, the we were just talking. Yeah, 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 we were I'm just kidding. talking with another listener saying we really want to go sometime, and you're calling it clusterfuck. I don't know. <laughs> Well, yeah, but then you got to get in, quote unquote, get in line and into the uh, internet queue, and just because you're in there doesn't the mean you're going to get a ticket. Yeah, no, right. not at all. You know, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, when I first went there, 
I, I faxed in my uh, entry form for crying out loud, and then they <laughs> sent me a ticket in the mail, and that was only 2003. Wow, man, times but, changed yeah. really fast for that then. <laughs> yeah, so it exponentially fast, and I would like to go back at least one more time, but I have the sneaky suspicion that if I get down there, and with the crowds that there are, I'll be standing there not being able to move, looking around, and like, why the hell did I do this to myself? <laughs> why did I come? Exactly, because yeah. I mean, you you can barely move on the on the uh, con floor, and trying to get into any of the panels, if you don't line up, you know, minimum four hours, five hours before the first panel of the day, even if you don't want to see anything until like three o'clock in the afternoon, you're not going to get. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Well, if we ever end up going. We'll let you know, and we can all suffer together. <laughs> yeah, get me in pre- as press. Right. I'll walk around, <laughs> ask people questions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we couldn't even nice. get in as press to that show. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably pretty hard. Yeah, from what I've heard, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, for the longest time, Chuck and I thought, this was before Robert was on the show, Chuck and I felt that, that we absolutely had no female listeners whatsoever. So I'm, I'm assuming because, <laughs> because you knew Robert and heard he was on the show that that's probably when you started jumping on to listening to us. <laughs> I would Actually, second it that, was. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I but, what really, but what really got me was, was the podcast for The Real Animated Hero, because that's just absolutely freaking hilarious. <laughs> you, you, it's, it's unfortunate because you, you watch. I've been. I got the box set, um, the the one that looks like a Footlocker, and yeah, I've yeah. I've been slowly going through it. And some of these episodes, I, I can't. I can barely watch. <laughs> it, 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 yet I remember as a kid, absolutely, absolutely loving it, loving oh, yeah. it. And it's like I'm watching it now, and I'm like, I need to fast forward this. This is just terrible. They're timeless. So then. Well, yeah, oh, God, ter- terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> so when you guys got on and and started going over them and 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 just some of the stuff that you guys were picking out, I'm like, oh my God, that's hilarious! Yes, that's true. <laughs> well, uh, the next one we do is, and I've made this very clear. The next one we do has my favorite episode from when I was a child, which was the Viper. And I'm sure when I watch it now, I'm going to find it utterly ridiculous, but. <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, it was fantastic. (laughs) So uh, one of those episodes is going to be coming up probably very soon because we we haven't done one in a while. So I I definitely want to get back to the next five episodes of that. I've been keeping my eye open for those. Yes. yes. So. Um, and I'm I'm surprised Chuck has Chuck has not scared you away at all because I thought for sure it was his fault that we didn't have any female listeners. (laughs) What are you talking about? <laughs> well, well, again, again, I'm the I'm the youngest of five kids and the only girl, so there's really nothing that hasn't been said in about and around me that See, even heard it all. me anymore. I've heard right. it all. You, you've heard it all. You've seen it all. It, it's all good. And I've been called it all. So you know, See? whatever. <laughs> I cannot upset this fine woman. Nothing I, I would do would upset her. Well, let's not test it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we don't but need to stories just to test it. Yeah, yeah but what I are you talking about? Those are great. Robert's sister on. That yeah. would probably be a different story. There we go. Oh yeah. Well, we've talked we've talked about it, and uh, it's just a matter of get you know, just like any other show, getting getting the schedule to work out. But I know she wants to. I think it'd be fun. 
Yeah. yeah. Cool. But see, she would have yeah, a different. Can, she would have again have a different perspective from me because I'm the oldest, and I think Robert, she's the she's the oldest of your of your. Yeah, pack? she's the oldest of of. <laughs> it's more like a horde. There's there's nine of us. Okay. <laughs> um, she yeah, she was the oldest, and then another sister, and then six boys, and then my youngest oh, good sister. Lord. So my youngest sister probably knows a lot of like how how you grew up because she has exactly. six older brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and by yeah. by then, my oldest two sisters were mostly out of the house. Uh, there was there was about four or five years where all nine kids were in the house at the same time. But uh, yeah, and but she was really into uh, all those eighty eighties pro- properties just in general, the cartoons and stuff. Because again, she's and my so, age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was just cool stuff back then. And you're right, there yeah. wasn't a lot of girly things on TV. And it, you know, for maybe girls that were like my age or maybe four between my age and four years older than me um that probably were really into the my little pony strawberry shortcake but that was kind of geared for a little bit younger than you at the time right um generally i mean there was like there was a couple of couple of people in like in elementary school that they were into the the strawberry shortcake and stuff like that but i mean even when you get into the actual bigger properties you always have the token girl yeah, and exactly. And Thundercats. She's and, also yeah. The, yeah, and you know, how many of them are actually, you know, really serious kick butt, kick butt women? Um, Tila wasn't bad, but again, she yeah. always yeah. seemed to get caught. <laughs> and okay, we got to go rescue her now, kind of thing. Um, I didn't really watch Thundercats. Uh, Transformers was okay, but again, you only had the one quote unquote girl, and that was after the movie. And of course, right. she had to be pink. Yeah. Which yeah. to this yeah, day yeah. drives me nuts. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Drives me nuts. There's, Why does everything that has to have girl related has to be pink? Right. But I mean with G.I. Joe, you did have like Scarlet, Lady J and Baroness, who while there aren't that many female characters, they're all very strong characters that had pretty major roles in the cartoon. Well, and that's yeah. one of the reasons why I liked it better than like a couple of my brothers like absolutely love Transformers and I'm like, meh. I'd rather watch, I'd rather watch GI Joe. You didn't want the pink RC. No, but I like the, the the new uh, uh, purple motorcycle RC. See, now she kicked yeah. butt. Oh yeah. Now I will say, I know you say you didn't really watch Thundercats, but I will say there was two female characters on there that definitely kicked butt, which was Chitara and Pumira. They both were very tough women that were. For me, they were some of my favorite characters because I like a woman that can kick ass in a show and stuff like that. So true, true. So I, I would I would check it out sometime. I'm just saying. Now, are we talking the original or the revamped? The original. Okay. The revamped, the Chitara even was pretty tough, and she was a she was almost like the lead leader of the group in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm. On the new one that was out just a few like what a year or two ago. Yeah, it's um, years ago. She, she really kind of took a leadership role with the group, which I liked. So, because um, hmm. Lionel was too young, and Tigra was always hot headed, and Panthro in that series was always tinkering with stuff. So Chitara really took the leadership role as being like the guide for all of them. Hmm. So. Um, so I had a another question on Facebook, and I think um, uh, I'd like to get Learen's thoughts on this too. So. It's about San Diego Comic-Con, actually, since we were talking about that. It said, uh, what San Diego Comic-Con exclusives have you guys the most excited? So the ones, a lot of them have been announced, you know, San Diego's this week. 
Um, so have you seen any of the exclusives for this week and which ones are you excited about? And also on the tail end of that, what do you guys think in general about San Diego exclusives? Are they more pain than they're worth? Uh, anything, you know, how do you guys get your hands on them? That kind of stuff. Um, I haven't really seen, uh, too much of the exclusives, uh, for this year, but last year, the thing that I absolutely fell in love with and I hadn't been able to find was the, um, Super best friends forever. Because I saw oh, the God. I saw the YouTube stuff and nice. I just pissed myself laughing watching that thing. It's yeah, hilarious. So yeah. I've been kind of looking around for for that set, but you know they did do a release of um, the actual three individual figures with the little hidden box, and you can change their heads and faces and stuff. So I have a couple of those. Nice. But not the actual exclusives. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about exclusives in general? Well, you know, I think it's a it's a cool idea, but again, you're you're looking at like a lineup most of the day and then they cut the line cuz I mean there's lineups galore there. And so it is right. kind of a kind of a pain in the butt. So if you're not there right away and if you don't have a buddy going standing in this line and a buddy going standing in that line, you're lucky if you get one or two of them. Yeah. I think I find so the most always, frustrating you can always wait for eBay. <laughs> Yeah, I I, yeah. I think that what I find the most frustrating is that unless you're like almost professional at this, you know all the ins and outs, you know all the tricks, you know how to get in each line, and those are the people who are looking to flip them each year. Yeah, there you cannot walk into that show and expect to get out with an exclusive if you've never done it oh, before, Lord, or, if no. you, or if you don't no. know what you're getting into. And I think that's unfortunate because it should be for the fan, not for the people. Right. Who are just going to uh, scalp a ton of them? I mean, I think it should be limited to one, one, one a person. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's what it's turned into. Unfortunately, is it's turned into uh, the the scalper, uh, and like you said, the fans really don't get. Well, them. I mean, Mattel's done stuff to cut back on that. Mattel has because they do pre-orders for their San Diego exclusives. So for Mattel, for Maddie, you can just pre-order it and just go pick it up at the convention. Mm. Uh, and I think Sideshow does that as well on some yeah. of the, some of the stuff. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, who can afford Sideshow? Yeah. Good uh, lord. Yeah, here you. I got a few, but <laughs> not many. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that uh, gentle giant mini bust of Porkins. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. I, I, I know I that would be awesome. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is Chuck's hero. Uh, Oh, good Lord. So. Are you going to get it home and then do a little blow-up behind it and kind of cover him in dust? <laughs> nice. Because, you know, he does blow up. He dies, yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he gets to stay on target, but then he dies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Stay on target? Um, the one I'm most excited about, and unfortunately second-hand eBay, is, it's a fortune, is the Jabba the Hutt with Salacious Crumb from the Black Series, because I've just been loving those figures. And I would love to have Jabba the Hutt with Salacious Crumb. Unfortunately, the only way you can get both of them is by doing the San Diego exclusive. And unfortunately, the prices I'm seeing online for right now is like $200 plus. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So. Well, the regular Jabba the Hutt will be in the store. Yeah. I just really but want that's that. That's the regular. Yeah, it's the regular one. If it, if the regular one yeah, came no. with Salacious Crumb, I'd be all for it. Because there was the one year they did, uh, was it Metroplex or something like that? And it was just a fancier box for him. When he, when he came to the store, I was fine with 
the store version. I well, you know they're doing that Darth Vader uh, Hot Wheels car yeah. in a fancy box for $40. Yeah, I'm out. I'm imagining <laughs> they're going to do the Darth Vader Hot Wheel at the retail stores for like 5 bucks. Right. Same okay, car. Now, now on, 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 on to the Hot Wheels box. thing. I remember yeah, a few years ago. A few years ago, um, shoot, and I think it was at one of the conventions. I think it was at San Diego that I was at the last one, 2009. Uh, Hot Wheels did a, um, a a thing on for the Wonder Woman Invisible Jet. Yes, it was an empty package. That was awesome. It was just an empty box. <laughs> I love that. One. And I have been trying to find that stupid empty box because it's funny. Yeah, it is. Is it is it twenty dollar funny? I, I I don't think it's twenty dollar funny, but they're probably asking a heck of a lot more for it than just yeah. twenty bucks. Well, that's what it was when they were selling it at the show for twenty bucks with an empty yeah. box. Funny, yeah. yes, but it's not to me. It's not twenty dollar funny, but to some people it is, and that's awesome. I want them to do again. The, you have to be like a hardcore collector for that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. I want them to do the yeah. one that we've seen online before of the Force, where it's just an empty box with like space and stars behind it oh the force yeah yeah <laughs> i don't think i would buy that one but i would buy the the burn up uncle owen and Amparo. yeah i know you would oh, oh <laughs> that one cracks oh, me up seriously I, so bad. I would so buy that that's hilarious uh, <laughs> did you see the one about actually almost a taste the, <laughs> well yeah there's the one about the deck you walk it's just a bunch of loose fur <laughs> yes it's like a it's a bit of red dead, dye on it. Yeah, well, dead Ewok, just some loose fur. I would buy that too. <laughs> I At like least the Ewok thing in the package instead of just a plain force with nothing there. True. So, is there is there anything that you collect? Like uh, I've heard you mention picking up a couple things here and there. Is there anything in particular that you like to collect? Whether it be figures, comics, original art, commissions, whatever. Um, all of the above. (laughs) I have some statues. I have action figures. I have mini busts. Uh, Robert can attest that I have artwork. Yes. (laughs) Um, comics, graphic novels, movies. Uh, Yeah, pretty much all of it. Okay. As long as my pocketbook can handle it. Sure. Now, is is there anything in your collection that's, like, the number one item, like the thing that you are the most proud to have in your collection? Gosh, it's got to be a toss-up between Avengers Annual number 10. Wow. And my X-Men 171 signed by Claremont. Nice. Now, my X-Men 171 signed by Claremont is not CGC'd. It will never be CGC'd. <laughs> it will never be blah, 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 right. because he signed it years ago Yeah. at a store signing. Very nice. No, I wouldn't, so, I wouldn't do that either. I, I would never CGC anything that I had signed just because I got it signed because I was a fan. I don't need it to be encased in carbonite for forever, so... Well, it's not that, but they'll um, if you do send something like that down to them, um, even if it has a signature, if it's not verified by somebody at CGC at that day, um, it'll ne- it'll never be put into the signature series. Ah, uh, yeah, they market the it, they decrease it for value. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it would be considered a marked comic. Gotcha. As opposed to signed. Gotcha. That's ridiculous. So, yeah. 
It, it really well, I mean, is. It's too but, bad, but you but you, know. you can see why they do it. I mean, oh sure. Oh totally. I mean, you could, yeah. I mean, they have to. There's no there's no way around that. It is unfortunate, but yeah, then it's not yeah. worth it to get it done, even if yeah. you were into that. Yeah. So I'm curious, uh, since you obviously collect comics, is there anything that you're reading currently that you really are enjoying a lot? Well, I'm enjoying uh, Gail Simone's run on on Batgirl, which is okay. soon to be over. Yes. Um, yeah, ending soon. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, Terry Moore, uh, he does a comic, Rachel Rising. Yes, um, I've heard I've been awesome following things his about career that. Almost from the beginning. Yeah. Well, and and his other series that he's put out over the years as well. I started following him in like shoot ninety two, okay, ninety three, something like that. And I've just been following his stuff ever since. Okay. Now, um, do you have his? Was it Terry Moore that did the Masters of the Universe, or was it Tony? Tony. Oh, okay, I'm confusing him. Yeah. Yeah. Different Moore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> different guy. Different guy. Um, yeah, I've heard Rachel Rising is is amazing. I haven't had a chance to read it, but I've heard it, it is a very well done comic. Um, yeah. Now with the Batgirl, that's that's actually something um, that's fairly new. What do you think about the new change or the new direction that they're going to go with the Batgirl series? Mm, as long as the artwork doesn't continue to make her look like she's twelve. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's supposed to be in college, right? So right. that's. 21, 22, where in the current current comic, the, the one that's written by Gail, she looks like she's 21, 22. Yeah, yeah. With that redesign that I saw, um, she literally, she looks like she's 12 or 13. Yeah, and that's, honestly, that's my only complaint. It's not that I don't like the art style. I think the art style is kind of cool. But yeah. it makes her look like she's been de-aged by at least yeah. you know, five, six, seven years. So Yeah. So, yeah, that's the only thing. But I'm, I like the costume. The costume's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And like I said, I like the artwork. If they if they had started the new Fifty Two with Batgirl looking like that at like a young age or something like that, I would have been totally fine with it. But like you said, the way she looks now, and now you're going to go to that, it really looks like they've just went backwards in years or something. So yeah. Well, yeah, the only thing about the costume I didn't really like was the boots. They look kind of like combat boots to me. But other than that, I, I like it. Yeah, either Your way. Standard Doc Martin book boots. Yeah. I'm good with it. I like the other boots that uh, she had before. Oh, the knee highs. Yeah. <laughs> that that's me. I like to stay classy. Right, right, I like to stay classy. That's me. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Class, class. So who who is your favorite Joe since you followed? Oh, you? Lady J. Lady J. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even have to ask you the whole Lady J Scarlet question. <laughs> Scarlet runs around in a unitard, please. Right, <laughs> sexy. <laughs> well, well, back to back to comics for a second. Would you say you're more Marvel or more DC? See, when I started out, I was was only Marvel. That's all I read, um, okay. and I thought DC was crap. Um, but then I started uh, getting into a little bit more DC, and and. There's actually very little Marvel that I read now, partly because it's so frickin' expensive. Yeah. And the the I was out of comics for, for quite a few years, and to try to get back into, like, say, the X-Men and stuff like that, it was just, it's hard to do. Yeah, it is. 
And then that whole Grant Morrison thing, just uh, 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 dry heave here. Just atrocious. It's like they took, he took all the characters and crapped on them. Now, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, well, you're entitled to it, so it's, that's fine. Um, now, so Ryan's favorite run. No, it's not actually, but God. <laughs> mine's the Claremont. Uh, mine's the Claremont Jim Lee run. Uh, is one of my favorites. Oh well, yeah, the early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, shortly after that that I actually stopped collecting. I stopped stopped collecting X Men. I think probably in ninety seven. Okay. Ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, and I haven't really collected since. Gotcha. You mean you so were, just picked up stuff here and there? You were talking about Marvel being expensive. You mean you don't like the double shipping a month of three ninety nine books? <laughs> with the with the page count of like what eighteen, nineteen? Right. I mean, it's not <laughs> even 12. a twenty three page book anymore. <laughs> That's not good for you. No. <laughs> like no. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll I'll wait till the trade paperbacks get into the library and I'll borrow them from the library. Yeah, I've been doing that a lot. So when it comes to the as have I. Yeah. Now when it comes to the the comics that we say we cover on the show, um, <laughs> the '80s properties. What is there any comic titles you're you're picking up right now? No. No. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> and most most of the '80s pro- '80s properties stuff. Uh, I just wall just watch the cartoon stuff. I've okay. I've never read I never read any of the, any of the Marvel GI Joe. Um, I think I read some of the Transformers because one of my brothers collected that for a while when he first started collecting comics. Uh, and it was because of him that I started collecting comics later on. Gotcha. Um, so I read some of the Transformers stuff, but, you know, other than that, not so much. Fair enough. But you, you've, of course, have looked at all Robert's awesome stuff. Uh, <laughs> because... How can you not? Um, well, exactly. <laughs> uh, I got the first omnibus that they put out. Okay. Uh, they never did it. Robert, did they do another one to to no. finish off that? I didn't think so. No, they did not. No, they they've done they've done the the oversized hardcovers, which collects my stuff along with the other two titles that were running simultaneously. Uh, but right. I think it only puts it like through each first trade. You know what I mean? So yeah. you get like eighteen issues, but it's spread throughout over uh, three series. So yeah. they're up to the third oversized hardcover on that, but I, I think that's the only way they're going to collect them besides the regular trades that came out, you know, back... Which you can find at a lot of shows for, you know, five Which is probably what they're going to have to do. Yeah. 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 They do have... Uh, actually, Robert, they, the fourth one is actually out, um, and the fifth one is about to be out, and the sixth one is about to be solicited. Um, oh wow! Okay, so, I'm just behind. Yeah, because um, I have I just looked over at my bookshelf and I have four volumes sitting there of uh, <laughs> Robert's stuff. So, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, that's the only reason I know is because I can turn around and see the books on the shelf. So, yeah, because I really like that that first omnibus. Um, I mean, it obviously it was it was a small smaller trade right. size, um, and I think that collected what the first. 13 issues along with the zero. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Or first 12 issues. And actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. So it's just a matter of trying to figure out what trades come on after that to well, I will, see if I can pick them up at. I will say as far as getting your money's worth, the hard covers that are, that are out there and they're not difficult to get, you can usually get them for like the, the cover price is 50 bucks, but you can usually get them on Amazon for like 30, 33, somewhere around there. And yeah, Amazon or in stock in trades States. also. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Gunship to Canada. There's other Gunship there's other avenues you can find it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, you if you can get it around thirty bucks, whichever channel you want to find it in, then it's worth it. I would say because it's a nice hardcover. It does collect, I think, the first like ten issues, uh, ten to twelve issues. So. It, it's worth the money. I wouldn't say if you can get it less than the fifty bucks. I mean, yeah, it's it is a hardcover, so that's why it's fifty. But you could probably find it cheaper someplace else. So sure enough, but. maybe next year when I go back to Seattle, there you go. I'll take a look around. There you go. I'd like to hear your thoughts too. Like, since you're not picking up uh, GI Joe comic right now, like what <clears throat> what would get you to pick it up again? You know what I mean, like. Or, or, or to jump on board and, and either get it regularly or at least pick up the trades as soon as they came out. Like, what kind of story would you like to see, uh, you know, for them to focus on? I, I don't think I don't think it's any specific story or writing or, or art or anything. Mostly, what it comes down to is my cash flow. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I, I collect very very little now on a, on a regular basis because I, I mean I just can't afford it. Yeah. So you, I'll, I'll. I would say, do you pick up any uh, digital comics, or do you, do you just do print? Uh, it's all floppies, yeah. Okay. Or trades, yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten into the whole digital thing yet. Is there anything uh, aside from aside from the price? Is there anything that has kept you away from reading some of the the Joe comics or any of the other properties? Uh, not especially. Uh, again, it just comes down to you know knowing what's available and what I can find, and you know, doing the goal, good old uh, hunt in the bin thing. Sure. So, Do you have a local you know, comic shop that you go to? Uh, not so much anymore. The the comic shop that I did go to, um, and when I collected avidly, I went to. Unfortunately, the the owner passed away, and it's just like. Eh, do I want to go to a new shop now, or do I just want to wait to the convention and then just go down there and poke around for you know a good three four hours, which I actually kind of enjoy doing, provided I don't I don't have like uh, the wall of stank around me <laughs> where I <just> breathe. <laughs> I think whenever I go to a show, because I think the same way too. Like I I'll wait to pick up something because I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in a show in a couple weeks. I can get it cheaper there, but then I. Unless you go prepared, I constantly forget what I have at home and what I see. So that's why I'm always reluctant to do that. Oh, that's why I travel with a list. Yeah. That would be a better idea. <laughs> that would require Robert being organized. That doesn't... <laughs> exactly. That's that's why well, I then you're also it. busy at most conventions, Robert. Yeah. You know, like plying your trade and stuff. I know. One of the things I'm really interested in doing is... I was at uh, C2E2, the, the show in Chicago, this last April... And a guy who was a, a friend of Travis's um, brought uh, a, a huge compendium hardcover of all the Thundercats comics that Wildstorm's ever published wow. uh, that he had bound himself. So he took huh. all of his floppies and he mails it into a library uh, binding, uh, you know, pr- printer. And you just fill out a form. It you tell what kind of cover stock you want, what if there's any kind of decals or. Or uh, um, you know how you want it embossed or whatever you right. can you can add all these amenities to make it nicer and nicer. Uh, you know you can put in place ribbons and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, what so what they do is uh, then 
he so he sends them all in a stack. He mails it to them. They bind it and mail it back. And it costs them about anywhere between ten ten to thirty bucks, depending on how many books are bound. And this one is you know the size of a Marvel omnibus because it has all oh, all of those books. I mean, it's fat. It's I, I don't know how many titles. I would guess anywhere between thirty and forty books. Wow. Like all, but all bound in a hardcover book. And what's great is you flip through it because you're not going to find trades of all of these books. I mean, and if you are, it's kind of hit or miss all over the place. And this is like a hardcover, really nice. It has all the ads in there, which is kind of fun. Yeah. And all all the, all the covers are, you know, there and, and, you know, spread throughout. Um, And I, I love that idea, especially going back and finding books that I loved that you never know if Marvel or DC is ever going to trade it. Yeah. I think it's a, an amazing idea. I know that a lot of people really get into it, and that becomes a way for them to convert their all their flop, you know uh, long boxes of floppies into something they can put on their shelves. And it, you know, but but it's just yeah, it takes a lot of organization. It would be cool, and I'm thinking about doing it because it would give me a purpose when I go to the conventions. You know, I would say I need to get every issue of that series so that that I would collect them and bind them. Yeah. Now, would you go and hunt for a specific kind of um, crummy them, or would you try to go for the the better quality? But if you go with the better quality, how are you going to fit them in this binding, and therefore, you know, decreasing the value of it? Yeah, I think you just have to hit it. I mean, I don't think I'd be as worried about quality level, unless I think there's runs. You know, if if it's a crappy kind of beat up issue, that's probably not as big of a deal if you're going to bind it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, really know what that market's like, and I, you know. So I don't know. Now with those with the Star Wars comics, um, like where did it kind of like when did the Wars uh, take over the? the I want to ninety two that they had it, and they started with Dark right. Empire. It was the very first one they did, which took place right after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, you'll have to look at the library it was like for that. Late, late early nineties, so ninety two might be right. Yeah, I think it was ninety two um, because it wasn't too long after. Marvel ended their run of Star Wars because I think Marvel ended their run of Star Wars in the late 80s and it was just a few years after that that we got transitioned over yeah. transition over to Dark Horse and now it's going back to Marvel which will be very interesting so mm. I, I'm just hoping they do a good job because Dark Horse has done an amazing job with Star Wars over the years and the comics and everything else so I, I just hope Marvel doesn't poo-poo all of I'm that. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. And I'm not sure. I'm hoping. I'm optimistically hoping. <laughs> like They've the done Star movies. Wars comics before. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine that they would bring on the, such a big property and not put some of the best talent on it. Yeah. Um, and I think it, I, I would expect the quality level to be just as good as what Dark Horse is yeah, doing. I would hope so. And if they put their top-tier talent on it, It'll be better. They might they might have the money to do yeah. as opposed to you know what Dark Horse. They could be even better. Yeah, we could have some pretty seminal runs, which are obviously best case scenario. But we'll, well see. Well, when Star when Star Wars first came to Marvel and, and back in the late seventies, it actually saved Marvel because Marvel was about to go under, and the Star Wars comics sold so well that it actually pulled Marvel out of the bankruptcy direction that they were heading in. And uh, at that time. And uh, as we know later on, they still fell into bankruptcy. But <laughs> but Star Wars really helped them. And I, the thing I'm hoping for is that we don't just get the movie tie-ins and the movie extensions and stuff like that. I'm hoping that they'll do what Dark Horse did, which is actually create new stories that aren't necessarily tied right into the movies. 
Well, I, you'll probably get both. Well, I'm fine with both. I just would like to see. I don't want to see just the movie tie-in stuff. Well, you're, that's what you're going to get at first, probably. Yeah, probably. But and then we'll they're going to do the same thing like they do with every other Marvel book. They'll put the top tier artist and and writer on it for like three books, and then it'll start going downhill to get absolute crap. Nobody exactly. wants it, and then they put right. the top tier back on it and start off at number one, and you know, charge five bucks. You're not bitter at all. I can't wait. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, well, hate to cut this short, but it's getting late, and I have to get up early. Um, <laughs> so I don't mean to be the party pooper of the group, but oh, come on, it's only nine o'clock. <laughs> right. World. <laughs> um. So, uh, Lee Aaron, was there anything that you'd like to to throw out there, Pim, or just say while we have you on the line here? Not that I can think of. Okay. Other than if you go to San Diego, hmm, be prepared to sit and wait. <laughs> well, we were thrilled to have you on. I'm, I am so glad that you reached out and said, hey, you have a female listener. <laughs> well, anytime you guys want to you want to chat some more, just uh, let me know. Yeah, it'd be awesome. It would be awesome. So maybe we'll bring you on when we get Robert's sister on. And oh, that yeah, would be Yeah, I think, I think that would be cool. And then we've also got to have her on for one of the animated shows, too. Oh, yeah, for there sure. There you go. There you go. Sure. Now, that we, now that we know where your mindset is with those, yeah, we definitely have to bring you on for one of those. <laughs> so when are you guys going to do the body massage shirts? Because I so want one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I well, think Chuck- it's, my, it's also my profession. Yeah. I am oh. a massage therapist by go. trade. You just so, piqued Chuck's interest, so. Eh. So I think it would be funny. Um, probably most of the people in my profession would probably look on me and like, what the hell? But I still think it would be funny. Massage. Need Roblox stand there, body massage. That'd be awesome. I love those PSAs. They're oh, awesome. they're great. They are absolutely great. But yeah, we will definitely have to have you come on for one of the. Uh, one of the animated episodes. I think that would be fantastic. So, well, I do have them all. So you just give me a list and I'll watch them and groan. And we will let you know ahead of time, which ones we'll be covering when we look to have you on for that. So that'd be great. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. Uh, Chuck, anything you wanted to pimp or say for episode 125? Thanks. Thanks for listening, Leanne. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the support. It's hard to believe that, uh, this all started with me and Ryan just kind of, you know, BSing around the lunch table one day. So <laughs> it's it's awesome to see how it's grown and people like it, and it, you know, gets people to do other things and all the spinoffs and outlets and shoots it became. And I don't know, it's just pretty awesome. So thanks. No worries. It definitely grew beyond anything we could possibly even have imagined. It's bigger <laughs> so. than I ever thought. Yeah. Well, that's how these things happen. You find it, you find your niche, and you just kind of go along and take. Oh, well, this person is kind of interesting, so they'll talk about it, and then somebody right. else will hear about it, and then somebody else will hear about it, and yeah, and then you get a check. Yeah. Who <laughs> yeah. And Robert brings in the ladies. <laughs> Lady. And the lady. The lady. You're right. <laughs> right. Oh, come on! I can't be the only one. You're the only, You're the only one that would admit it. <laughs> no, well, okay, there's that. <laughs> yes. 
which I don't know what that says about you, but we're happy. I, I don't know it. either, but I mean, if, if anybody <laughs> could actually see the decor in my house, my friends call it a cross between um, high-grade college student slash 14-year-old boy. <laughs> With all the artwork, the movie posters, and statues and stuff. Yeah, my friends like to bug me about it. Sounds like awesome awkward. to me. <laughs> so, Robert, I know you haven't been with us as far as actually a host on the show for 125 episodes, but I know sometimes it feels like you've been here for 125 episodes. <laughs> so is there anything that you'd like to say just as in a closing as far as for episode 125? Oh, no, I, I think it's just been a total blast. Um, I mean, when I think back on when I was first when you guys first had me on as an interview and then to think that a couple years later, like we're doing regular shows together and we're such good friends. I think it's just awesome to show how tight the podcast community is that you just talk to people, you get to know them. And then as soon, especially as soon as you get a chance to meet up at conventions and stuff, you just create a bond and it's, uh, it's yeah. been great. I just can consider it an honor to be your guys' friend and to be a co-host on the show. Um, it's just some of the things I look forward to the most. I love podcasting just in general. And, yeah. To get to talk about the properties I love has been just, it's a total blast. So I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would second that, uh, along with, you know, the 80s theme and everything. And, you know, Jason wanted me to mention, go watch Top Gun. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, oh, I will it's say. It's just a big love fest. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I will say that, like, if, um, and I, I'm sure, Learen, you saw this, and I know Chuck saw it, and I'm pretty sure Robert saw it, like, a few days back, maybe a week ago. So we all back. saw it, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the fuck was that? Week, Seriously. Okay. Maybe no. I blocked it. I don't know. <laughs> no, I was going to say, on I'm Facebook. I'm going to block it now. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, on, on Facebook, I got really kind of just sappy. I don't know. I was just thinking about doing episode 125, and it just made me look back at how awesome it was it has been and and yeah we have a lot of stuff ahead of us still this isn't like the the last episode by far um but i was looking back and i got real sentimental and i posted this on facebook and i had to assure chuck that i wasn't dying um <laughs> <laughs> we're done podcast but it, we're done yeah but i did get i did get sappy and but i just i honestly do appreciate you know chuck's friendship over the years i mean he's become one of my best friends um, so doing the show with him, uh, has been amazing, uh, getting to know Robert, just Robert, like you said, just getting to you going from this artist that we were kind of looking at and criticizing to where'd the gun go <laughs> now, now in Robert's defense, um, he's really good with proper anatomy and, and proper proportions. Now they're all chests. Not if you ask Keith Knudsen. <laughs> well, from, from my perspective, being no. somebody who has studied the human body, yeah. that being said, on the piece of artwork that I got from him, Lady J's kind of strap for the <laughs> thing is kind of she, mm, is she top not heavy? accurate. No, no, she no, top no, no. The, the, the strap no, is going that. in the absolute wrong direction. It's oh, I, okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's a critic. No, I tell you. No, I. I. She has her javelin, you know, uh, quiver for javelins on her back, and it's either the strap is going the wrong way or the the quiver is turned at the wrong angle for it to work in, you know, real life science, you know, whatever <laughs> physics. As yeah, we've learned from the GI Joe cartoon, there's no science involved with GI Joe. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Robert. I'll tell you what, Robert, I've seen 
in the Superman sketch you posted, and it looks phenomenal. So I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I will say, no, in all honesty, though, I will say to go from seeing Robert's art, in, and Chuck and I both loved his his artwork in when G.I. Joe started. We were like, holy crap, this is awesome. To have him yeah. actually reach out and say, hey, you want me to come on the show sometime? I'd be happy to, um, which caused Chuck to call me like a squealing girl and being like, yes. you will not believe who's on the forums. Yes. And, and Chuck will freely admit that that's what, what you know, he was, we were both squealing, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but then to get to know, get to know Robert and like Robert, like you said, to become friends and, and everything else. And then to actually have you on as a regular host has been awesome. Um, I don't want to mention any listeners, um, outside of the ones that we had on this episode, only because I know I'll forget somebody and, I, and that's a disservice to them. Um, because we've gotten to know a lot of people because of this show. Pretty much, Chuck, correct me if I'm wrong, pretty much the only person we knew before doing this show was Nick. Yeah. Everybody else you ever hear us mention on this show, we wouldn't have known if it wasn't for doing this podcast. Hmm. Yeah, I went to high school and college with Nick, that's why. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, everyone else we Poor mentioned. Yeah. I know, right? I know. <laughs> but everyone else you ever hear us mention on the show, as far as being friends and stuff like that, um, yeah. have been people we've met because of doing this show. Yeah, other podcasts we listen to that we became friends with, like the guys over at DC Noise or the e- ETM guys, you know, all those other podcasts we listened to and became friends with, we met them at conventions and then we met listeners and, you know, fans and stuff like that. And it's, it's a great, it's a great ride. Yeah. And, and that's why we always, I always like to tell people, like, if you're listening to the show and you just haven't interacted with us because you feel like, well, they've got their friends and I don't, I, no. I don't know if I can be a part of that. Yeah, you and can. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good creepy. It's a it's a right. cool creepy. Right, but like, feel I'm free. A I'm a <laughs> feel free to reach out to us if you've never. Re- <laughs> uh, you know, I really you- want to run away. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never reached out to us before, please shoot us an email, leave us a voicemail, contact us on Facebook. That's how we get to know you. That's how we become friends. It's been a blast doing the show, and it's been a blast meeting everyone that we've had a chance to meet. Um, I did want to give one shout-out to a listener only because I promised that I would because he did a really awesome thing, um, and that's Scott Kruger. He um, saw me mention something about Visionaries one time, and I said, it's too bad you can't get the DVDs in the U.S. anymore. Well, he reached out to me in a private message and said, hey, I have the DVDs. If you'd like me to, I'll make a copy for you. Um, I offered to pay for them and pay for him to mail them out. And he said, no, just consider it a gift for you doing the show. And so he sent them to me and I was like, well, the next time we record, I will give you a shout out on the show. And this is the next time we recorded. So I wanted to give Scott a, a shout out for sending those DVDs. That was really awesome. Scott, I have not seen those DVDs. <laughs> I will, I'm just I throwing will, it out there. I'm sure Robert you, has not seen those DVDs either. I will make you copies of them. <laughs> I'm just trying uh, to remember the property. Visionaries? Oh yeah. yeah. Was that yeah. the one with the, the 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 shields and the the holograms? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a very short-lived cartoon, yes, and you can pretty much only find it in overseas at this point. It was very short-lived, released in the United States, as far as I know. <laughs> now was that was that also in the uh, the format? I think it was. Gosh, I can't even remember what channel it was on, but they had like four or five different cartoons and you yes. saw like 10, 15 minutes of each. 
Yeah, I believe that's how it was done. Yeah. Because that was with um, in humanoids. Like, yeah, uh, humanoids, robotics. Prior to the X Men, that's that was the one of the yep. hats. What I got into uh, because of X Men was because of that. Yep. Um, I think Jem was part of that and something yep. else, and I think it was the Visionaries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember it was, one of them was <laughs> robotics, which was really cool, um, and that actually had the voice of Peter Cullen in it. Uh, which is the voice of Optimus Prime. So what hasn't he done though? I mean, yeah, exactly. This is realistic here. But it's an awesome voice. You gotta admit that. <laughs> it's distinctive, that's for sure. Right. So, um, so yeah, just nobody can top Lady J's voice though. No, I'll, yeah, I'll we met her at JoeCon. Yeah, yeah, we Seriously? met her at JoeCon. Yeah, Mary awesome. Oh, that's right. Cause yeah. I, I, heard, I heard that one podcast that you guys did. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we met her at JoeCon. She's a very nice lady. And She's I very, will very say. Jealous. Yeah, well, I will say when I spoke to her at JoeCon, she said she would be willing to come on the show. So maybe in the near future, we will have her on the show. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm dying. <laughs> you want to do the show? <laughs> I probably wouldn't be able to speak. Well, if, if we have her on. It would, it would be like if I ran into Linda Carter. Nice. I'd just, I'd just <laughs> hit the ground and just die. You do. If we have her on, I will reach out to you, and if you would like to join us, you would be more than welcome to. Oh, man. <laughs> she saw Star Joe's making dreams yeah. come true. Right. Um, hey, I got to talk to my hero, Flint, so I was thrilled about that, and I would love to be able to. And Lady J was, is my number two Joe right after Flint, so I, I am thrilled to be able to have her come on if she, she is willing to. And she sounded willing to at, at Joe Con, so it would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, she saw my shirt that said Stardust, and we started talking about it. And she asked me what it was and, and everything. She, and I says, "If you, we'd love to have you on sometime." She goes, "Yeah, just reach out to me." And uh, Bill Ratner said the same thing, and he stuck to his word. And I, from everything I've heard, she's she's the same way. So, so that would be yeah. And I believe she's on the West Coast too. Yes, she is. Yes, she yeah. is. Yeah. So. So with that, let me go ahead and give our information out uh, for our listeners. Uh, so you can find us at starjoes.com. You can find us at the forumforgeeks.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just look up Star Joes and like us on Facebook. It's all on the Internet, baby, all yep. on the Internet. You can uh, – Like most fo- things. Exactly. Right. You can follow <laughs> us on Twitter. It's at Star Joes Podcast. Twitter. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail. It's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. That's on the telephone. That's on the telephone. <laughs> leave us a voicemail. And uh, leave us an iTunes Find review. Us on the, the GeekCast Radio Network, too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you can also find us on Stitcher Radio. It's a free app for your mobile devices. On and, the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that, too. <laughs> please leave us an iTunes review. We did receive one from uh, Jason Adams, and I'll oh, read that next. Shit. I'll read that next episode for us, nice. <laughs> so we can uh, we can react to it appropriately. And, and uh, but other than that, do you guys have uh, Robert? How can they find your stuff? Uh, just yeah. through Robert Atkins Art on Facebook, <laughs> uh, Twitter, and and the blog. Um, and that's mostly it. That's where I post uh, updates on my work and examples of stuff I'm working on, commissions and projects, that kind of stuff. Okay. With that, we'll go ahead and close. This is going to be tricky, but we'll go ahead and close by saying the Force will be with you. Because no one else is half the battle. Awesome. Right. Make it so. <laughs> Engage. Pork chop sandwiches.
Para de I'm a computer. I'm a computer. Hey, everybody! It's Yeah, hello. Oh, there you are. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just waiting for the call. I didn't realize I had to accept. Oh, no problem. No problem. I accept. <laughs> or as the French would say, j'accept. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, I keep putting in Billy Ratner, and this is the only one that's showing up. I didn't realize, you know, I, I, I don't use Skype that much. I didn't realize that you can't... Uh, you, you can't call like, hey, I'm just going to give him a call. Give right, him a call. Right. <laughs> no problem. So, well, anyway, let me well, move the mic a little closer to you. Sorry about that. No, no problem. No problem. I was like, I don't even, I don't know what else to do to get in touch with him. <laughs> so I'll just keep emailing him and sending him. Send small pigeons, but they, they, might, uh, they might die of thirst on the way. <laughs> well, uh Thank you very much uh, for for doing this. Uh, oh, you bet, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my name's Ryan. I'm the one you've been communicating with. And hey, Ryan, did we meet at Joe Con by any did. chance? We did. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a highlight for me. So great. But uh, yeah, and then I have uh, Chuck's here in the room with me as well. So hey, Chuck, what's up? What's up? Hey, Mr. Adner, how you doing, sir? <laughs> Good, sir. Um, but yeah, we're doing our hundredth episode. We've been doing this almost four years now. Is wow, good for you. Uh, t- tell me what you've uh, what, what, number one. Where are you guys, and and um, what have you covered in a hundred episodes? Uh, well, uh, we're in the Cleveland, Ohio area, mm-hmm. and uh, Chuck's originally from Chicago, but he he lives out here now. And uh, as far as what we covered, uh, we mostly focus on the G.I. Joe, uh, Star Wars, all of, like the 80s properties, Transformers and all that. We cover the comics from both the past in the, from the 80s time period as well as the current day stuff because there's still G.I. Joe comics going on and, right. and things like that. And then we just recently started, I don't know if you got, had a chance to meet him, I think you did, at Joe Con, uh, an artist by the name of Robert Atkins. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He he's uh he's been an artist on the GI Joe comics. He's been a regular guest, and now he's actually kind of part of the show. Him and I, oh, excellent. Yeah. Him and I do a uh, started doing the the cartoon series that obviously you were a big part of. So uh, we've gone back and start viewing them with adult eyes now, and uh, have a lot of fun kind of talking about the things that were really cool and some of the things that we couldn't believe we fell for as kids and. <laughs> things like that so, so. and uh, when did well, by the way when did he start drawing uh he started during the uh devil's due period which would have been like the mid 90s maybe yeah late mm-hmm. 90s so yeah he got he got a start on that but he really started becoming his own around the new the idw stuff yeah so. the idw stuff right. really launched his his career for him so um, and he was the very first guest that we actually had on the show. So, oh, cool! And we've become very good friends with him now. So, and where do, where does he uh, work? Where is it? Where does he do his, his Springfield. Uh, Springfield, Illinois? No kidding. Yes, yeah. we always. So he's working for for corporations all of uh, all over America. Yes, for just doing comic book, uh, drawing comic books. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And what a trip! And we always laugh because uh, he lives in Springfield, which was a center for Cobra, a Cobra base. So. <laughs> That's great. And and um, wh- wh- who's his main employer? Uh, mostly, it's right been IDW, yeah. but he's also been doing a lot of side work for uh, Marvel. So, cool. so he's really started getting into a lot more Marvel work. 
which is obviously a very good thing for him. So great. Um, but yeah, it's uh, like I said, we, he reached out to us one day. We found out that he he we have a forum, and he uh, reached out to us on our forums, like signed up, and also he's like, uh, by the way, uh, my name. I thought I should introduce myself. My name's Robert Atkins. I draw the comic book series that you guys cover on the show. And uh, if you ever want to have me on, you know, let me know. And we were two like two little schoolgirls, like very excited. <laughs> uh, we had no idea he was listening. Not and, at all. Not and at all. Here he had been listening since the very first episode that we did. So. Oh, far out. Yeah. That's great. So. Um, but yeah, we just uh, like I said, we wanted to have somebody very special. We're gonna we're actually gonna have him on uh, for this hundredth episode, and then a couple of the other. Uh, art, uh, artists and writers that we've had on before as uh, repeat guests to do like little segments with us for the the 100th episode we wanted to have somebody big as far as as far as we're concerned uh, <laughs> big uh, that's related to uh, some of these franchises that we covered and I so I spoke to you at JoeCon and I was I was thinking I was like well, I should just reach out to him and see if he'd be willing to come on. That would be a fantastic guest to have for our 100th episode. So Cool. Excellent. Yeah, we're honored. Thank you. Yeah. So, And I'm the one, I don't know if I mentioned to you, uh, when it comes to the podcast, uh, I might as well come out right now and mention it, but uh, uh, I'm, I, I was the one that mentioned to you that Flint was my favorite character on the show and Chuck's favorite character was Duke. So we have very often many debates about who was better. Well, you know, that's very interesting. I mean, because are, are we recording this point? Gentlemen? Yeah, we are actually. Okay, um, well, if you'd like, um, what we could do is we could actually start. I could do a quick intro and we can get into yeah, that if you'd like. I, I do want to go back to that subject, though, because oh, sure. I have something to say about yeah, it. But we, yeah, go ahead. We can actually even open with that. So we'll sure. when we, after we introduce you. So. Right. Um, so I will, uh, I'll do just a quick introduction to you and, uh, and then we'll, we'll just take it from there. We'll wing it from there. All right. Well, uh, next on the show here and, uh, kind of our coup de gras, I guess is a good way to phrase it. Our, our big name talent we wanted to bring on for a hundred. Isn't isn't that French for knife in the chest? (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. How astute of you to notice, but it is. It's our honored guest. It's our very honored guest, uh, Mr. Bill Ratner, who...